beautiful. New episode, number six, week seven. Here we are. Yes, yes, yes. Another fantastic show ahead of us, what do you say? Seems like a pretty good week for us. Um, I am joined by the Housewives' Choice. Oh, Dom, <laughs> you, you know that's not true. Just, just because last week... Just because last week I gave you a new title of America's Stepdad doesn't mean I just slide into Housewife's Choice. Come on. Uh, we got to hype you up, you know? You got to hype you up. Got to do what you can around here. Yeah. How, how, are we, how are we feeling about this week, Nate? Just in a um, fantasy general perspective. I mean, we're, we're about to get into the, uh, the recaps and all, and... You know, you'll you'll hear all my thoughts on that. But um, as far as this week is going, this week is going great. Um, the Astros are headed to the World Series again. Yeah. Yep. Um, Matt, I don't know how you're feeling about this because um, uh, he's a Yankees fan. Oh, uh, I forgot. Yeah, loser. Dude. Yeah, dude. I mean, <laughs> I love Matt. Right? He's he's a great old pal of mine, and we've always had good like thinking man baseball discussions like we don't mm-hmm. let our emotions get into it too much like but it. oh man it sucks to be a yankees fan dude <laughs> <laughs> sorry man i'm sorry oh man i mean it had to be said at some point like there's always an excuse for something is what it seems like roof roof wasn't open i mean roof shouldn't have been open game two yeah but you lost the other three so what's going on <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a wild series. I think it's hilarious because, hey, I'm 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 glad you got you know the seventh most home runs this year. Cool, Judge. You know, get on get on Bleach Report a little bit more. That's very exciting. <laughs> yeah, when his team really needed one in the ninth inning, what did he do? Hit one about forty feet. God, dude, I I said in the in the group message like they. Talk so much mess about Altuve. And well, he, he did have a very bad stretch. He had a very bad stretch. I'm not saying he didn't. But Judge was terrible in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, I don't know. you know, MLB probably didn't use the juice baseballs for him. <laughs> and since he was already on national TV, they couldn't cut into his at-bat, so nobody was watching. It's very true. Very true. Let's, let's get to some football, though. That's enough baseball for now. Oh, yeah. Um, so... Going down the list, we had the number one, Robbie, at the Good Boys, versus number two, Isaac, Nadam Gaju. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're they're top of the leaderboards right now. Going in, Robbie was six and zero. Isaac five and one. We thought this was going to be a great game. Oh man, <clears throat> I was I was really excited for this game. I remember talking about it last week. Man, Clash of the Titans. Mm-hmm. You know, number one versus number two. And it kind of just ended up being how Alabama's playoff game usually goes in the first round of the playoffs. They get matched up with some team that's, like, undefeated from, like, the MAC conference or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And they just fucking stomped them. Oh, yeah. It was – so about this this week in this matchup, Isaac has some good news coming out of his, his team. You know, uh, he posted a nice sentimental Instagram video. The man's engaged. He is – Hey! Yeah, very big news. Congratulations, Isaac. Very happy for Dude, you. Dude, that's you have amazing. A... I know, that's what I'm saying. The video was amazing. It was adorable. 
that was like kind of zoomed in like he had like a private little light setup it looked like the backyard i can't really couldn't really tell but it looked awesome you know isaac that's fantastic um while we're on the subject of isaac and just other things outside of football so backstory for you guys on the pod vicky and i moved recently and she accidentally unpacked one of my boxes that I have for all of my office stuff. And she found Isaac's calendar. Oh, my God. <laughs> she found Isaac's calendar, and she had no context. Oh, you never – oh, my God. What did she, she say? She had no context, and she just walked into the room that I was in. She was just holding the calendar, and she just said, what is this? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. For people who don't know, Isaac was the uh, last place. He won the Sacco uh, two years ago, and his punishment was to make an ESPN body issue calendar. And boy, did he. <laughs> Honestly, the best I could have ever asked for. Like He did such a good job on this. Oh, it was so good. I think he enjoyed it more than we wanted him to as like a last place thing, but it was so <laughs> amazing like printed out on actual calendars and gave it to everybody it was so good <laughs> I, I mean honestly part of me thinks he really wasn't doing it for us oh, but definitely. um but let me tell you what was not good dominic was isaac's fantasy team this week yeesh i know he he spent a little too much time planning the the engagement you know not enough on his team yeah i mean but really you look at it um he didn't really have too many bad starts, um, but Lamar Jackson, Dominic, we've talked about him several weeks now. He is just steady cliff diving. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's happening over there in Baltimore. They, um, uh, it's it's actually great for me because Baltimore gets to, like, the 40-yard line, and they're like, oh, we can't score, and then Justin Tucker's like, don't worry, dog. I got you. And it's, like, five points for me every time. I talk. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, because, like, they, they love getting really ahead in the lead, you know, by at least two possessions. And then their defense is like, you know, we made this a little too easy. Let's kind of, let's make it a little more exciting. So then they just let the other team score a lot. So then Lamar's put in this weird position, and it's just so strange. He, I don't think he had one touchdown. He did not. Week. He was 9-16 for 120 and 59 yards on the ground. That's wild. Gus Edwards took them all from him. Dude, that dude was on fire. Yeah, I know. Speaking of him, I mean, we're going to talk about him in a little bit, but he wasn't even started. That's all I'll say. Tough, tough. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely mention that, but continuing with Isaac's team, um, you know, he's got that Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews connection, right? Mm-hmm. So when it's, when it's going good, it's going great, but it did not go great this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we mentioned, Lamar, 10.7 points. Mark Andrews. Point four. Zero. Point four. Ouchie mama. That's tough. tough. Yeah, also tough. Kenyon Drake. Point five. Two decimals. Zero. Point five, folks. That hurts. That hurts. If you're doing the math at home, that's five yards. (laughs) On 11 (laughs) carries, Nathan. It's a lot of carries. Not a lot of carries, not a lot of yards. Um, Ramondre Stevenson kind of made up for it, though. He had a pretty good game, 19.8 against Chicago. Yep. Jalen Waddell, 
pretty average. Um, once again, though, the double-headed D-Dragon of Brent Mayhair and the Dallas Cowboys defense got him 27 points. Yeah, like, we've, we've talked about how they typically both get double digits, but, you know, Ma- Maher, however you pronounce, he, he only got five, but Dallas D got 22, so technically they both combined for double digits if you don't really look at it too much. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody knew that this Dallas defense was good. Um, it's currently the number one ranked fantasy defense. Um, they have one, two, three, four weeks of scoring double-digit points, and two of those are over 20. Just bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> Micah Parsons is ridiculous. Like, their whole front line is insane, and then they got the, the ball hawk of a secondary. It's, it's insane. Like, they, I think actually this week it was more on fumbles. They had three fumble recoveries and two interceptions, but how do you have f- more fumble recoveries than interceptions? That is a good D. Yeah, that's crazy. Also five sacks, so that's an extra five points. Yeah, who got that good D? Isaac got that good D. <laughs> His bench, though, was very interesting to see. Um, everyone's on bye or injured. Or Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> like... What a what a rough situation to go in whenever you're playing the the undefeated Robbie. Like that's that's a tough tough scene right there. Yeah. Also, I mean, I, I mentioned he didn't have many bad bad uh, starts, but Aaron Rodgers being the only player that played on his bench sure started him. Bad sit. Scored way more points than Lamar. Uh, I don't think he's played him this year. But um, another breaking news development about the the Packers. Alan Lazard. Oh? Oh? Did he score, Nate? We'll find out right after this break from our sponsor. The Drip, brought to you in part by Max's Ultimate Team FIFA Budget. I've never seen a man spend so much money on a video game that he never plays online competitively at all, only sticks to computer matchups, sits in his crane all day just buying packs, opening them, and putting them in a lineup. Thank you, Max. We wouldn't be here without you. The lights would not be on. You're a saint. All right, Dominic, talk to me. He did not score. Oh, you have got to be kidding me, dude. What a loser. He only That's... had 55 yards. What a damn shame. It's tough, man. He he exited the game, had a shoulder injury. Um, he actually ended up walking out with a sling. Um, Matt oh. Floor was talking about. He was saying, and I quote, and I'm going to kind of leave it at that and see how it heals through the course of the week. So who knows if he's going to be starting next week against the Bills. I think he doesn't want to start just to kind of say, hey, I had nothing to do with that game. Leave me, leave me out of it. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, anyways, let's let's move over to the team that actually won this matchup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't even I didn't even realize. You know, we're just giving them a lot of hype. You know, new newly engaged. We're kind of hyping them up. But let's let's talk about Rob. I know we always spend a lot of time on Isaac's team, but that's because he has the Alan Lazard bit and Lamar Jackson um, at the Good Boys. Once again, just put up an outrageous amount of points. One hundred and forty-four points this week from Rob. And guess what? Josh Allen on the bench. He's all by. Buffalo defense, hot by. You would have had 200 points if Josh Allen score was playing. Like, what the hell? <laughs> like, Jesus, man. Um, 
Derek Carr ends up putting up 15. Very average, slightly below average game. But once again, Josh Jacobs, Dominic. 35 points. Outrageous. 20 carries, 143 yards, three touchdowns. He was playing the Texans. So is that, does it really count? Like, maybe we take off 35 points from Rob. What do you think? I think he still wins pretty easy. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah, he just ran all over us, us being the, the Texans. I know you hate that term, Nate, but you I know, do. we're just going to keep do. going. Um, on the other side of the, of the football, uh, the Texans running back, Damian Pierce, he had 13 points, uh, 92 yards. Very good outing from Damian, actually. Yep, and 4-4 four, four through the air. Yes, and that game, it was actually very close the whole time, and then there was just two defensive touchdowns back-to-back. So that kind of just made everything all cattywampus. Oh. You like that? A little, little new term of the vocab, huh? Nice. <laughs> so, speaking of cattywampus, this this wide receiver lineup, these these point spreads, uh, C.D. Lamp, 8.6. One carry for negative four yards. Oh. Wow. Um, 70 yards. And then Jamar Chase on the other side of that, 29 points, 130 wow. yards and two tuts. Man, I was watching that game on uh, Red Zone, mm-hmm. and, God, Joe Burrow was just slinging the ball all oh, over the God. place. We'll definitely talk about him more when we get to uh, pay-to-win broke Jeff's game. But um, didn't didn't Jamar Chase get hurt that game? I actually don't know. I mean, he's not questionable anywhere. Um I saw him limping at one point. Maybe maybe he was just putting a team on his back. Yeah. Oh, it does say here he, he overcame a brief injury scare late in the first half. Uh, but then he still managed to, you know, go off that game. So you are right. He, he was limping a little bit, but he seems to be fine now. Oh. Okay. Also, welcome back, DeAndre Hopkins. The hot baby. You love to he, see it. He's back. Uh, 10 of 14, 103 yards, 15.3, the hard way. The hard and, way, baby. you know, I I remember having D-Hop on my fantasy teams for a couple of years, and he was guaranteed 10 points because he just caught the ball every fucking time he threw oh it to him. Oh, my God. It was insane. Like, one year, didn't he have – he only dropped one pass, and he had 100 catches or something like that? Yeah, it was, it was an outrageous number, but um, – I like, um, what do you call him, P-E-D, D-Hop better. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Um, So a very interesting part of Rob's lineup. He had a very good game, 144 points, like we said. What's crazier is his third highest scorer was a late pickup, Jason Myers. Jason Myers. He's a kicker. kicker. Yeah. The kicker. (laughs) Who knew? 16 points, third highest scorer. That is shocking. Yeah, isn't that weird? Because David Carr, 15.5. Damian Pierce, 13. And then D-Hop was at 15.3. So it's, I saw that and I was like, no way. That's it's like such a weird pickup. He wasted six bucks on uh, Young Way Koo, uh, but ended up, you know, coming out ahead with 16. Dumped him. Dumped Dumped. the Young Way. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I didn't really want to mention this because Rob already has such a big head about this, but... He had 100% of his points possible, and he was a highest scorer, so, like, you, you know, woohoo. Good, uh, cool, yeah. cool job, dude. Good yeah. job. Whatever. Yeah, we're just jacking you off like Max jacks off his ultimate team on FIFA. Yeah, what a loser. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's, let's, let's skip this one. We're, we're done with this. 
Um, let's go to PT Dub, Pay to Win Jeff versus something clever, Clint. Yep, yep, we have Pay to Win Broke Jeff. He is currently number three ranked in the uh, league right now. Uh, something <laughs> clever, Clint. Um, you've been publicly saying that your team is not good. Um, I would advise against that, but you know, you're way ahead of me in the rankings, so what the fuck do I know? Um, yeah, so this game shook out a little something like this. Jeff scored 132.24 and another just outstanding week for Clint. 88.6 points. What's going on with this team, Dominic? Because looking at it, looking at it. <laughs> He's got the look, right tools. I was going to say, looking at it right here, it's not bad. No. Kyler Murray, Jonathan Taylor. Dan Montgomery. (laughs) Who? It just says D. Montgomery. I don't know. Mike Evans. I mean, that's a solid foundation. I know. Michael Pittman, Ryan Suckup, the the number one kicker in the league right now. Sorry, not number one. Number five. But the, the tools are there. They're in place when they need it. But they just aren't, like, they're not performing. It's weird. Mike Evans, I don't know if you watched any of this game. I did. <laughs> Dude, he had Dude. like, it looked like 20 yards of separation from this receiver, no one around him, and it just hits him right in the hands. You can't hit a receiver in the hands. It's the worst spot to hit him. What are worst, you doing? Worst spot to put it, 100%. Oh, God, it was bad. And then David Montgomery, he, I have a bone to pick with the Patriots, which we'll get to, but he had a pretty good game against them, 62 yards and a touchdown. Um, Michael Pittman, he had a really good week last week. Uh, the Titans kind of put it to him, though. So he only had six points there. Um, just kind of below average for the rest of his team. The only people that really got double digits were, you know, Jonathan Taylor, Mike Evans, Dave Montgomery. Those are the only – actually, sorry, didn't even mention. He had a really good pickup in uh, the Baltimore defense playing the, the Browns. I, I wouldn't have done that. That's a pretty smart move. Got him 12 yeah. points. Unfortunately for Clint, he started the wrong Baltimore player. Uh, Gus Edwards, that we alluded to in the game before this, 18 points. On his On bench! His bench! You're just going to oh, pick no. him up just to sit him? What are you doing, Clint? What are you doing? <sighs> 16 carries, 66 yards, two tutties. Nice game from him. Um away from Isaac. Yeah. Also, Dominic, I would also kind of want to talk about former Aggie, Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. Started this fantasy season H-O-T-T hot, right? 24, 27, 23. His last three games, 18, 14, 19. Yeah. I, what are you thinking about of... this guy? This guy has always seemed feast or famine to me anyways. But, I mean, he is ranked number six in quarterbacks right now. But I don't really? know. I just Yeah, I, it, it, it doesn't seem like he should be ranked that highly, but he is. Yeah, it's... It's a very interesting situation over there in Arizona. He, uh, dude, when he plays, he like doesn't look like he's enjoying himself. Like he'll make these huge plays and run across the field eighty times to get you know ten yards, and he just looks pissed. Like there's a video, I believe it was last game because I think D Hop was the one kind of holding him back. He was fired up. At uh, I w- I'm assuming Kingsbury because he's the one calling plays. I think he's just not having a good time, and he hates the play calls. Like I mean, they're they're not having that good of a year, but he is not having a good time, and I think that's reflecting 
very well in his, his at least his fantasy score, you know. But they're just like as a team, they're just not looking coherent. Maybe D Hop brings that back. It sounds like I I couldn't tell if you were talking about Clint's whole team or just the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray because it sounds like they're in the exact same problem. Insane talent, but they just are not good. That is a perfect comparison, actually. I probably couldn't say it any better. I love that. Clint, Clint. a.k.a. Arizona Cardinals. Um, Be a better coach. Be a better coach. Over to the winning side of this matchup. Pay to win broke Jeff. 132 points. This guy... He is just proving week after week that he can put up big numbers and that he belongs in the elite of this league. What do you think? Absolutely. I mean, it definitely helps whenever your quarterback scores half of your opponent's points. But, you know, it's his team is very good. He, he's got Joe Burrow. I'll just kind of read him down real quick. Joe Burrow, Nick Chubb, and Chris McCaffrey. Then he's got Devontae Adams. You're welcome, by the way. You're welcome. Um, yeah. Good job, Dom. <laughs> uh, George Kittle, he finally had a really good week. He had 18 points, uh, almost 100 yards and a touchdown, which signs a life out of him. He's been doing very rough this year. Like, you know, coming off the injury, he's been slow to start. Um, I think Debo is out. I don't know if he's out-out, but um, he's I he has a, dealing with a hamstring injury right now. So Kittle's getting for us. Yeah. Kittle's getting the touches. Uh, Chris McCaffrey's going to be in the pass game a lot now, which is going to be interesting. But uh, and even Ayuk actually is getting a lot of touches, which is surprising because you know him and Jimmy G didn't really get along last year. But I'm getting off topic. Uh, Christian Kirk, Debo Samuel, Debo Samuel's considered day to day after suffering a hamstring hamstring strain in Week Seven loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, thank you, producer Phil. That Thanks, is day to day. You're day-to-day. welcome. Phil out. <laughs> my man um so we got another former aggie christian kirk 13.6 points um he's he's kind of back in the saddle uh fun fact by the way uh-huh so it was late it was a late night uh on tuesday before waivers hit and the the whole day i had christian kirk in my in my waiver pickup and i was like hmm, how much should i put how much should i put and i had like 15. I was like, no, no one's going to do that. And I was like, 11. 11 sounds good, right? And then at the last minute, it's I think it was 10.16 p.m. California time. At 10.15, I took it off. Mm. Didn't I was like, I'm not doing that. And then Jeff won that bid for $0. Oh, <laughs> fuck. But, that's brutal, dude. But it was, it was because instead of Christian Kirk, I wanted to get Wandale Robinson. Which we'll talk about in the in the waiver pickups. Um, ended up spending eleven dollars on him anyway. <laughs> but it was a while. I looked at it and I was like, oh damn it, I could have I could have added to Jeff's tally of of losses of waivers just because he's broke as shit. <laughs> oh, don't worry, we'll get there, Dominic. <laughs> oh yeah. Um kind of mentioned earlier he's he's got Dan Carlson a solid ten points again from his kicker. Um interesting development. Yep. Jacksonville defense. Oh, Point five for terrible. Jeff. They terrible got negative. Defense. They had negative one point five, and Jeff decides to drop Khalil Herbert eleven dollars for oh. the Jacksonville defense against the the very hot five and one Giants. What an interesting call. Well, let's take a look at his bench real quick because if you'll notice at the very bottom of his team there is one Dalton thirty six dollar Knox. Ooh, interesting. Interesting. Um, 
we all know how much Rob paid for him initially, and then he dumped him, right? Jeff, seeing an opportunity, says, this guy's worth 36 bucks to somebody. I'm going <laughs> to snag him. I'm going to keep him. And, yeah, he's still just stashed down there on his bench. And I, But I'll never understand starting the Jacksonville Jaguars' entire defense for your team. They're just <laughs> terrible. They I know they're ranked number 12. The they are ranked number 12 this year in total defense. But, really? no, they suck. I don't like them. Yeah, they had one good week, and that's it. But coming off of a, a weird loss to the Colts, I'm surprised. But... You know, Khalil Herbert would have gotten 15 points this week, so that's in, that's a uh, you know that's about that. So uh, Brian Robinson actually uh, story of the year. Would you call him a comeback player? He technically is a rookie. I was gonna say I don't think he's. I mean, he's come back from something obviously, but I don't know, man. I don't think so. he's not a comeback player. No, nah, I don't think so. I mean, he got uh, about 85 yards. Uh, total yards this week so I was kind of good against the Packers but you know on his bench who cares he got the win good job Jeff quite comfortably we, we, we both pick you to win so thank you for that yep first first time I picked Jeff to win I don't know why but it worked for us you know why <laughs> you know why <laughs> all right so we're moving on to my matchup with Driscoll yes and I would love to hear you talk about it so here we are. We got yet another poopy doopy quarterback combo. Um, <laughs> Jalen Hurts was out this week, so I picked up Matt Ryan, and he got me eight points, almost nine, and he sucks. Word, Trash. brother. Word. Pick six. Um, you hate to see it, but then on the other side, Driscoll he decides that you know Tom Brady just not doing it for him. Tua he's back from injury, just not doing it for him. He goes and picks up Dak Prescott, three t- three quarterbacks on the same roster here, and he did not perform. I tell you what, he he won the game technically, but Zeke was stealing touchdowns at the end zone, like right at the goal line, and he had two of them. So then at the very end of the game, there's no reason to do this, and I was so pissed. Just like a dinker little touchdown pass, just so Dak would get one in his first game back when they're already destroying this team. I was furious. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, oh, no, anyone else but Dak. Oh, but, you know, you got to give it up to the rest of Driscoll's team. Uh, he has Eckler on there, CEH. Uh, Eckler with 30 points, CEH mm. had 10, or just about 10. Um, finally got a touchdown again. He's been struggling a few weeks, but ended up having a pretty good week this week. Uh, Only six carries for him. It's it's not like he's got a big workload. Uh, didn't didn't they announce before this week started that he was going to be the starter in that backfield, or is yeah. it just is it is it such a running back by committee there? Starter really just means you're playing the first series, and that's it. I think it's that that last thing you said. I think it's just whoever like literally starts the game because they got Pacheco, they have uh, um, McKinnon back there. Like they both, I think just having those three. That are all good runnings, running backs. It's hard to guess what they're going to do, and they already have like such a ridiculous kind of offensive scheme that it. I mean, it's working for them, but it's tough to have like a, a solid Kansas City running back, you know. Yeah, but he got a touchdown, so can't really say much about that. Uh, he had Tyreek Hill, which I was terrified of, but he. I mean, I say contained. He still had seventy yards and seven catches, um, but you know, typically he has at least 10 and 
over 100 yards. So he only had 10 points this week. And that was kind of it. You know, everyone else is under 10 points. So he was held to 100.78. That was his, his total points. And he beat me. I had 92.72. And I'm, I'm being very precise with these numbers because before the game started, I had, I think it was about 87 points. And all I had was the New York, I mean, New England Patriots defense. Mm. And he had no one. So, you know, the Patriots defense is doing well this year. They're playing the Bears, who are not very good. You do have kind of a thing with that defense. I do. I mean, hey, payday bucks for them, even though I drafted them. <laughs> so, and dropped them and picked them up and dropped them and picked them up. And anyways. It's a love-hate relationship. Anyways, so I needed I needed 13 points out of them to get the win. They were dangerously close. And then the Bears just shit all over them. I was, yeah, they did. I was just like so baffled that it was happening. I was like, "What is going on?" I was. I texted Max probably like ten times in a row. Like, this is insane. Um, but shit happens. Whatever. Um, I did leave some points on my bench too, which I'll go through these. Uh, but I doing the math. If I would have played the perfect lineup, I still would have lost to Driscoll one hundred point two two to one hundred point seven eight. Like I would have lost by half a point regardless. Mm. So, you know, I don't care anymore. <laughs> I'm one in six, going strong. Um, but, I mean, I like where my team's at. If I had a better quarterback, it would have been a solid week. I had Raheem Mostert gave me 18 points, almost 19. Tyler Algier, uh, $23 return on investment because Andrew dropped him without using him. Full. I picked him up, full free, 50 yards and a touchdown. I gotta say, Dominic, it, it it wasn't that long ago on this very podcast that you were very upset with your running back situation, and rightly so. Mm-hmm. Um, this week, your your two starting running backs got you about you know thirty points. I know you love that. You love I was, that. I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, all right, go team. You know, good deal. And then even uh, George Pickens, the rookie, he got his first touchdown of the year. He How gave me fifteen. It? Um, and I mentioned earlier, I, I picked up Wandell Robinson. He's They love him in New York. He's a rookie. Uh, he was injured. I think he was injured the first five games. Maybe Phil can look that up. And he just automatically made an impact. Uh, he only got, I think it was about like 10, 11 points last week. Um, but the coach was saying that they really want to get him involved. So I picked him up. I, I listened to what you said, and it's just – if you if you like a player, go get him. You know? Go get him. So got him, put him in, got me eight points, which for me that's actually kind of solid. Um, but then on my bench, the, mm. I, I didn't play Curtis Samuel. I didn't play Jerry Judy. Judy got me thirteen. Curtis got me ten. Um, so I was kind of saying the the point differential. You know, I only I only lost about eight points on the bench. Yeah, really, really not too bad. Yeah, it's it's. I'm still a one in six team. I I need to. I think you and I both. We we just got to start winning some games. Maybe potentially get like a, a wild card playoff push. You know, we mm-hmm. we got to do something here. Hopefully our luck turns. Um, but yeah, you know, I was very upset after the game. But you move on. You know. Yeah, yeah, it's Dominic. Right. I just I look up and down your team here, and let me tell you something that concerns me. Um, I think you have three, maybe four, 
nailed on starters every week. You're starting them if they're healthy. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts, Travis Kelsey, Tyler Lockett, and Evan McPherson. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Go on. <laughs> and um, my team is is not not too dissimilar, but that shit has to be the worst, right? Because every week you're always flipping this Daryl Henderson, Cam Akers coin, and now it just feels like you add Curtis Samuel to that mix, <laughs> Jerry Judy's in that mix now, now you have Raheem Mostert, Tyler Algiers, and now you're just like, man, any one of these guys, I mean, literally just pick any single one of them, and they could either score 14 points or... 20 points or no points. <laughs> it's basically a coin flip at this point, and I'm putting it in the fantasy gods' hands. So um, there's no there's no reason to keep harping on, on this matchup because there's really nothing else to talk about, you know? <laughs> so. No reason to beat a dead dick. Um, okay, so yeah. the next one. Now, folks. Next, <laughs> the next matchup, Matt versus Max. Um, Matt's team, Dominic, to me, is in big trouble. Um, he's had some rough, rough weeks lately, and I know we say it all the time, but we had kind of pegged this guy the first couple weeks of the season to be a heavy hitter in this league, and his mm. team has just been only putting up double digits for a while. What's going on? I think the biggest thing is just it's been a rough few weeks, meaning uh, bye weeks have been killing him. Um, he has... Bye weeks and also a few injuries. Like he has DeAndre Swift. Uh, he's been out, you know, what, four weeks now? Something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I think he's had to drop a few players, but his his running back core has been kind of depleted because A.J. Dillon, he was supposed to have a very big year, but, you know, Packers are just struggling on offense. So, I mean, he got him, him and Damian Harris both got 1.5 this week. Mm. That's just, Not you great. can't have that. You know, you Not can't have great. that. And then T. Higgins, amazing name, not the best performance. Actually, no, scratch that. I just like quickly glanced at it. He had 93 yards. He had a good game, uh, 11 fantasy points for him. And Firemuth did the same, 11 points there. But you know, it's just it's it's tough whenever your defense is the second highest score. That is tough, and it, and they scored 12. Yes, <laughs> it's uh, but it's not negative. So good job, Miami defense. You know, they've been known That's- to score negative points. That's true, and I mean, you you mentioned it. This was maybe just an off week for him. Like you said, DeAndre Swift out with injury. A.J. Brown on a bye. Jordan, J.J. Jefferson out on a bye. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just, it's just a bad, bad, bad week for Matt. Good week for Max because he was playing him this week. Um, Max Max's team ends up putting 127 points on the board this week. Jimmy Garoppolo. 20 points. Dom, is he going to be good? I don't know. I'm still – I keep thinking about how Max just lucks out with these, like, terrible teams. <laughs> he's playing you against can't me. keep getting away with it. <laughs> Last week, he played against me. I only had 83. And then the week before that, he played against Clint, who only had, like, 60. Like, is he really good or is he just getting lucky? Yeah. Because he – um, he has currently 612 points against him. That is fucking stupid. Just really good defense out of him. But Jimmy G, I think he's finding his rhythm. I think he's kind of like 
he's almost playing for his contract because he I think he, I believe he's still on his uh, backup contract. Like he's playing well, he as is a backup, backup technically. So I don't know. Like he literally said goodbye to the 49ers media crew after the last game last year. He's like, I'm not coming back. See ya. But now he's just killing it. Like they they lost a the game against the Chiefs, but he's looking very good. He's passing a lot more. He's actually completing passes, unlike last year. Mm-hmm. Like I think he's just he's just looking good. He's also looking good in the face because that is one attractive man. I was gonna say he's looking good and good looking. How about that? Oh, there you go. That's a good little little dealio there. You know what also is looking good? The rest of Max's team. <laughs> he's got he's got Eno Benjamin um, again. I keep saying this because it was it was so funny how well it worked out. His two handcuffs that he has, Eno Benjamin and Kenneth Walker, they both combined for almost fifty points. Oof! Like just oh, insane, insane. Disgusting. Out of both of them. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Disgusting. Uh, and then his receivers are a different story, though. He's got yep. Debo Samuel about seven. Uh, Alec Pierce, who this is actually his worst game. Uh, in in a few weeks, he's he's doing very well. It's a good pickup by Max. Um, Matt Ryan's starting to like him a lot more, but we'll see how it works out with Ellinger. Matt Ryan in. ain't playing no more. I know that's what I'm saying. We'll see how it goes with Ellinger coming in. Um, but yeah, Alec Pierce, a nice a nice rookie uh, coming in, but didn't do too well. Only five points for him. Dalton Schultz, he actually. Got some points. He actually Zero. scored points this Isn't week, dude. I, I got to give it up to Max, dude. He has been starting this guy <laughs> for no fucking reason. Did did he know that Dalton $36 Knox was oh! out there for free? I don't and know. He said, no, 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 no. I'm going to ride with my guy here. He's got diamond hands, man. He holds on to people. It's it's pretty impressive. And then just like uh, his, his flex spot, Etienne. and it's just gonna keep going up because james robinson traded to the jets dude i was on twitter the other day and all of a sudden i just see all of these tweets that are like etienne fantasy owners how y'all feeling now and i was like what the fuck happened and then i saw what happened and i was like okay he's still a running back for the jags i know Okay. It's, it'll be interesting to see for sure. But, I mean, James Robinson, when he was alone back, he went off, and Etienne's just as good. They just had to split split carries this whole time. Um, his So Max's bench, again, I think this is the third or fourth uh, fantasy manager that has been riddled with buys. That this is a tough week for buys. Almost their entire bench is just bye weeks. So Max right now, he – had Jared Goff, which good sit by the way for Jimmy G. He had Jared Goff on his bench, and then Chris Olave, who had 14 points. Which, I mean, it's a bad sit, but you got the wins. Who cares? You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm with you there. Yeah, and I believe that was the biggest blowout of the uh, of the week. Oh no, sorry, no. Robbie and Isaac. I just saw. That's right. Tough, yeah. tough, tough. All right, let's get into your matchup, Nate. No. <laughs> we got the Fantaseman versus Ricky, aka something clever. I hate this week. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> we we both did not good. Yeah, so this was this was one of the worst weeks um, by my team. 
probably by far. Um, also, Ricky, what the fuck? Yeah, dude, chill out. Uh, 130 points? I feel like for, like, weeks we have talked about, ah, Ricky, less than 90 again. And this week you're like, you know what? Fuck you. I heard what you said about me on the pod, and I'm going to go off on you, ass, because you did. Because you, you did. did. 40 points on his bench, too. Like, he could have been even more. Just, just rubbing it in hard. Oh, God, it's brutal. Um, We'll start with my team. Um... Last week on the pod, J.O. had predicted that Geno Smith was going to go off. Well, let me tell you, he didn't. Uh, 17 points, which, to be fair, if you compare that to all of my other quarterbacks every other week, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. I think it's the second highest total I've had from a quarterback <laughs> all year. Um, I just want to let some of you know that and let let it sink in. How nice it must be to have a good quarterback because it sucks <laughs> to have a bad one, dude. Every week that your quarterback is on a bye and you're like, oh, who am I going to put in in his place? That guy probably starts for me and he probably does better than my quarterback. <laughs> and I know I'm ranting right now, but I don't care because my team lost and this is your and my show and we are allowed. Um, <laughs> I'm laughing, but I'm sorry I'm laughing. But it's just like you can't not laugh. It's so it's so insane. No, it's bad. Um, yeah, the the quarterback matchup this week was tough, right? Like I mentioned, I had Geno Smith. He had Patrick Mahomes. I think we all knew how that one was going to go. Yeah. Um, yeah, he scored double the points and then some. Um, Derrick Henry, decent game from him um, on my side. 15 points. Leonard Fournette did not have a good game, but really the whole Tampa Bay team did not have a good game. This was one of those games that when it came on on red zone, I saw who they were playing and I was like, oh, I think the Panthers are bad and they are bad. Um, (laughs) Not on Sunday, they weren't. They were very good. Um, Leonard Fournette, eight carries, 19 yards. Not good. Yeesh. <laughs> really not good. Um, continuing down with my team, Amari Koopa, 8.9 points, only three receptions. Tough. Ooh. Um, tough. But, but speaking of tough, um, having a player in your starting lineup for probably like the third week in a row for my team now that just flat out scores zero points. It sucks. Romeo Dubes. <laughs> Romeo Dubes 0-4 receiving for zero yards. And I know what you guys are all thinking, right? Nate, why didn't you start someone else on your team? Well, I probably should have because Antonio Gibson had 15.2 points. What was I thinking? That's ah. that's a little silly, everybody. You can't score points on the bench. I know. We've been talking about this. I know, I know, and I know that they play different positions, but I could have made it work with my flex because <laughs> I started I started Keenan Allen this week, everybody. He has been injured since week one, and I was kind of monitoring, like I mentioned last week. Just tell me if he's gonna play in the next couple of weeks or not. Well, guess what? He played, and so I was like, Alright, dude, I'm gonna start him because I kinda have to. I don't really have any other options. And he had two receptions for 11 yards. 
I was honestly surprised that he played because their bye week is uh, well this coming week, but like at the time it was just the week after. So typically, if someone has if they're coming off an injury and they have one game and then a bye week, they just take that off. That way they get two weeks off, no stress. They can heal up and then just go off the next time they play. But oh, two two for two and eleven yards. It's it's a tough scene. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned that because I actually had the exact same thoughts. I was like, there's no way this dude is playing. And then they said he was. So I got swept up in all the drama, and I started him, and he sucked. Um, mm-hmm. Here's here's two positions, though, on my team that didn't suck. Justin Tucker. Consistent. Uh, thir- 13 points. Nice game from him. And late pickup, Sunday morning, Tennessee Titans defense. 21 points. The drip. That was sick. I saw that, and I was just like, let's fucking go, Nate, because I think that's like your your third or fourth week where you pick up a defense the morning of, and then you just go off. (laughs) Well, and so this week I got stuck, right, because I mentioned it last week that if you have a guy who goes is IR spot eligible and you move him down there and then he becomes questionable or whatever, mm-hmm. you can't make any moves until you move that person. So that's what happened to me with Keenan Allen, and I couldn't decide who I wanted to drop. And so I ended up dropping, I think, Corey Davis, I think. Yeah, yeah that's, that's who I dropped. I and so I ended up dropping him Sunday, and then I was like, well, I want to swap out the commander's defense. That's right. I call them the commanders because that's their team name, and I don't mess up and accidentally call them the wrong name like Bob <laughs> Costas calls the Cleveland Guardians the Cleveland Indians. I don't do that. <laughs> I don't do that because – because I'm I'm so in tune with the NFL. Anyways, you're so woke. Well, I don't know if we'll... <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I don't know if we're gonna take it that far. Bottom line is, um, Tennessee defense played really well. <laughs> um, I do want to. I did a little fact check. I'm sorry, Philip, because he doesn't have access to all of our our uh, fantasy records. Um, the highest scoring quarterback that you have ever had um, this oh. season was Matthew Stafford. He had tw- one. 24.88 in week two. Oh, back when there was so much hope. And then you've currently you've had, I think it was three that are under 10 points and then a zero and then a 12 <laughs> from Gino. <laughs> oh, that uh, sucks. Yeah, it's, it's a rough scene, but, you know, it's okay. I think we're both going to be all right. I, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I think this podcast is, you know, it's it's kind of hindering our fantasy production here. We're, we're getting, it's kind of, it's just attacking our defenses. We're not playing very good defense in fantasy lately, and I think it's because of this podcast. You know what, Dominic? I think, I think we just spend so much time on this every week that by the time it's actually, you know, the appropriate time to care about fantasy... I'm just all out of fantasy. I'm, I'm, I'm over it, you know, and then I get sucked into it the first two hours of red zone, and then I'm like, hey, maybe there's a chance. And then there's not because my team sucks. Um, speaking of teams that don't suck, <laughs> this week we'll finally talk about Ricky. Um, I mentioned Patrick Mahomes, 37 points from him. Joe Mixon, nice game, 16 points. Aaron Jones, 24 points. Once again, nice game from him. Jerry Myers, 
10 points from him, solid. Juju Smith, 22 points, solid. David Njoku, 10 points, solid. I mean, it pretty much stops there, but his team was good. Dude, his his first five players on his lineup all scored at least one touchdown. Mahomes had three, Mixon had one, Aaron Jones had two, Myers and Juju each had one. Jesus It's hard to beat that, you know? And then (laughs) Nick Folk typically gets a lot of uh, kicker points, uh, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are usually good defense, but they got smoked. They each (laughs) combined. Combined, they had three points total this week, and it didn't matter because this whole team just went off. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of other players on his team that went off, there's uh, two notables on his bench, Dominic. Uh, Tyler Boyd, 25.5 points on oh his God. bench. That dude had a hella good game. I because I, I was watching that game, and he kept catching balls, and he kept scoring points, and then that's when I saw, what's his face, Jamar Chase. I got bars. What's his face, Jamar Chase. He limped <laughs> He he limped off the field, and I was like, I don't know if anybody has Tyler Boyd, but if nobody has him, I'm going to try to pick him up. And then I saw he was actually on the team I was playing against, so that was kind of a bummer. And then, But he's on his bench. <laughs> I know, dude. It didn't matter, though. You know, fuck me, right? Um, also, Ricky had made some public comments in the Discord about Ooh. how we should talk about how they don't throw the ball to scary Terry McLaurin. Well, guess what, Ricky? They threw to him, threw to him this week, and he was on your bench. A lot. He's on your bench. <laughs> you idiot. What are you thinking? Five of eight for 73 and a tutty? Dude, your whole team scored a million touchdowns, but you left one on the bench. Oh, he went with Jamal Williams against Dallas. He, horrible. What a, what a stupid decision. Horrible <laughs> start, dude. <laughs> Got the second most points in the league, but you were an idiot. <laughs> so dumb. So dumb, dude. Oh, what uh, a week, though. Like, even his bench was scoring touchdowns. That's just ridiculous. Good for you, dude. <laughs> like, No. No. Bad. No. Boo. <laughs> okay. Let's move on. So, this next matchup. I was very invested um, edge of my seat, dude. This is J.O., a.k.a. Something Fruity, and the New York Jets facing off Battle of the Titans, 5-1, and one, uh, no, sorry, 4-2, and two, J.O. was, and then uh, the Jets were 0-6. So Andrews, he's looking to, you know, punch above his weight class, get a dub, especially with all the shit that J.O. was talking last week on the podcast. I was just, we were just really hoping for a win here. And he had the chance. I remember we changed our picks. We because did. J- because Jay was being such a punk-ass little bitch. Yeah. Bars. Bars. So I'll, we'll get to the details of the players, but um, Monday Night Football comes around. J.O. has 97.88. Remember that number, 97.88. It's also and his total. Yes, that's his total for the uh, for his week, and he had nobody playing on Monday. Uh, Andrew, he was down about seven points, and he had Darnell Mooney left. That's it. Mm. He needed seven points to get the win, and guess what happened? Darnell what happened? Mooney, he gets 6.8 points. Oh! 
97.88 is J.O.'s total. Andrew at 97.60. Dude, why? Why do bad things happen to good people? I don't know, man. I think the entire world was rooting for this one to go his way, and it just it just couldn't. Darnell Mooney couldn't get one more catch out of him. Oh, God. Six times, dropped it three, I guess. Oh, man. Andrew, we really wanted you to win here. Not even for dicks with picks. We just want you to have a dub. Join the one and six crew. You know? Come on, baby. The water is cold. The water is cold. The only thing good about you losing is that you currently have a seven loss streak. So we can kind of call you an L7. 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 Winnie. But that's going to change. You're about to be a W1 next week. I'm that's what we it. talking about. That's what we talking about. So let's go through the teams. So yes. let's go with Andrew first. He started Trevor Lawrence as he does. And he did pretty well. He had 18 points for him. Uh, Brees Hall, talk of the town. Amazing rookie, potential rookie of the year. Scores him 13 points, had a touchdown, 70 yards. Only on four carries, I might add. And then he gets an ACL tear, end oh. of the season blunder. Oof, duh. But hey, that is brutal. Good news, Andrew. He's got the handcuff. He's got Michael <gasps> Carter. No, great news. Woo! Shout for the rooftops. Yeah. And then the Jets trade for James Robinson. Right oh. Away. Ooh, that S- just hurts. So many up and downs, and I just want to quickly back up because he's had Trevor Lawrence for a while, right? And then Correct. I gave him a lot of shit because he picked up Matthew Stafford, um, dropped him, picked him, picked uh, Trevor Lawrence back up again. So, thank you for listening. Um, if you need any Andrew, advice, <laughs> yeah, we are here for you. You know, once a week for about two hours or so. Yeah, he uh, just as a little history lesson, he picked him up for thirteen dollars, used him for two weeks. I think he actually sat him one of those weeks, dropped him. And then, before this game, picked him up for $1. 14 total dollars for Trevor Lawrence. Not bad. Not too bad. I'm pretty sure he beat Max out with that 13, which is hilarious. Um, <laughs> Every so time. Going down, Najee Harris is just uh, such a bust this year, which is very unfortunate. I think it's just the Steelers in general. I was once they say, get, that whole team is bad. Yeah, once they get uh, TJ Watt back, I think they're going to, for some reason, they're just going to give him a spark, and Najee will probably start doing good. Um, but then... Ezekiel Elliott, like I said, he snaked two touchdowns uh, away while they got on the goal line. I think Tony Pollard is like – he's like the Philip Stevens of the Cowboys. Philip Stevens, he <laughs> he played eighth-grade football with me on the B team, and uh, he, was, he was the running back. He was a running back you wanted on your team. He would just ground and pound all the way down the field. Travis Jordan was a great quarterback. He was a, you know, we ran a West Coast offense over here, but Phillip would just destroy people. Just stiff arm, truck stick, down to the five-yard line. Who would get the ball? Who gets the call whenever you you want the, the goal line the goal line touches? Not Phillip Stevens, apparently. No, they hell no. Travis Jordan, he scored so many touchdowns because <laughs> Phillip, they just didn't give Phillip the ball on the goal line. They're like, hey, good job, but. Fuck you, you know, like it's pretty, it's pretty shitty. Philip, do you have anything to say about that? Yeah, I would pound forty-two hammer down the center's right ass cheek for eighty-five <laughs> yards, right, busting my knuckles and my knees behind Jared Taylor at 
I formation style. Get to the two, and that's when they do the old goose egg, the old QB sneak, fake handoff, bootleg, touchdown, everything. I think I had one touchdown the entire yeah, season. Just completely and robbed. He had, what, the junior high record or some shit. I'm still salty about it. <laughs> yeah, still <dude>. out. <laughs> oh, man, what a year. I was actually – I was a center that year, which is weird. Like, I was a lineman being a little pudgy boy. That was my uh, my pissed-off baby year. <laughs> In the in the yearbook, weren't you were on eighteen that year, weren't you, Nate? Dude, I didn't play football in eighth grade. No, just seventh grade. Just seventh grade B team backup, which we have mentioned on the pod before. And Dominic, I feel like we're wandering. <laughs> it's true. Okay, let's get back on topic. Um, Kyle Pitts, he almost had a double digit game, but he caught this ball. No, he didn't. No, no, no. Listen, he caught this ball, and they stopped him like a centimeter before the goal line. Oh, so that's what cost in the game. That's what cost, that's what the, cost the injury the game. No, Kyle gone. Pitts does it again. Oh, it's rough, but I guess we'll get the J.O.'s team, whatever. Uh, J.O. had his doppelganger at quarterback, uh, Marcus Mariota. Dude, honestly, points. facts. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and then Kamara did the exact same. Him and Saquon both had around 15 points. Uh, Mike Williams, very hit or miss player. Uh, 18 points for him. He had about 90 yards and a touchdown but he is currently out he has a high ankle sprain unfortunately so jo good luck getting a receiver uh brandon for keenan allen that's good for keenan allen um he also had another receiver get injured um amon st brown (gasps) i dude i saw that unbelievable yeah he uh big old concussion well you know we thought it was a concussion he actually avoided it somehow not sure but it's very scary stuff. You hate to see that, especially because he's a good player. I love he's, Amon St. Brown. He's a very good player. His first name sounds like it's a Yu-Gi-Oh card. <laughs> and we last week we had our live trade talk, and you almost got him. I almost did. Um, I would have gotten Kamara and St. Brown, and J.O. would have gotten Jalen Hurts and uh, Tyler Lockett. So overall, J.O., I mean, he saved about – Math, math, math. Six points out of that deal. <laughs> so good on you, J.O. Um, Taysom Hill actually got a touchdown this week as a tight end as he was lined up in the quarterback position. Not fair. We've talked about this before. It's such bullshit that this is allowed to continue. <laughs> it's only because the Saints officially put him at a tight end spot. Lame. Yeah. Whatever. So, uh, J.O., Picked up Deontay Foreman, didn't play him, got him 15 points on his bench. Interesting Horrible. move. Picking Horrible him up. Sit. Picking him up, great pickup. Just didn't play him. Interesting. But, you know, doesn't matter. Got the W. So whatever. I don't even care. We both pick Andrew. We we wanted him to win really bad. Yep. Spoiler yeah. alert, I'm picking him again this week. Um, <laughs> Dom, I think that wraps up the recaps. It does. It um, does. Was there was there anything else you wanted to cover? Anything else you forgot or didn't get a chance to say? Um, not really. I mean, I did want to kind of touch on some of these uh, some of these players. There's some news on some of these players. So I don't know if you saw Mike Evans um, after that horrific game that the Buccaneers had. Did you see? Did you see him uh, get an autograph from the referee? So I did see that video in the tunnel. And I actually thought about it because what the, the it was on Twitter and it had the video of him 
doing whatever he was doing with the ref. And it said, what is Mike Evans doing in this video? And this may not correlate at all, right? Like this, this may sound ridiculous, Mm -hmm. but in my college years, I played lacrosse. Robbie knows what I'm talking about. And I was one of the team captains. And as one, I was also like the coach slash I was the representative for the team during the games. Humble brag. That's because we didn't have one. That's not because (laughs) any other reason. Anyways, and before and after the games, I had to talk to the ref and sign off on a little piece of paper that basically said, yes, we played the game. This was the final score, da-da-da, whatever. And Mike Evans is a captain. So I don't know if maybe that has something to do with it, if it has to be a captain from one of your teams. Like I said, this may not correlate whatsoever because it's professional football and it's on TV and everybody Mm -hmm. saw what happened. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I mean, that's a really good observation. I didn't even think about that because there's there's been a lot of uh, ideas thrown around like, one, the referee is just an idiot and asking for his autograph in the tunnel. That would be super strange. Um, but another, there's this article that came out saying that, um, the guy they were just talking about golf, like they're both Aggies. So he was writing out his phone number so he could, uh, put together like the, the golf pro at A&M to kind of give Mike Evans lessons is what they were kind of going through. But it kind of seems like a cover story. Kind of No fucking way, dude. I know. You saved that shit for later on. That's what I was saying. Like, you're going to do that like in the tunnel, like. Either way, no matter what they're doing, in the tunnels is dumb. Reach out to the to him like separately after the game. Like get real. <laughs> okay, Dominic, let me ask you this. So if if that was the case, right? If you're on that team, or even just you know what? I want your opinion. If you are a player and you see that happen, your team just got stomped mm-hmm. by a terrible ass team immediately following the game, literally before they even make it back to the locker room, your team captain has completely, you know, left it all out on the field, figuratively and mentally. Like, as soon as the game's over, he turns into Mike Evan, the civilian. Are you okay with that? Or do you want him to be pissed off? Like, do you want him in a bad mood where you're like, you know what, you should be pissed off because you just got stomped? Or are you just like, you know what, whatever, he tried his best on the field, that's all I care about. What is your thought on that? That's a really good question because um, obviously we don't know the competitive level of the NFL, but like it seems like there's some people that kind of flip that switch after a game, right? Um, and I forgot who was talking about it, but there there are certain teams that get mad whenever they whenever they lose, and then some teams that are just like, eh, you know, like the Texans. They're kind of supposed to lose every week on paper. You know, like, we don't have the best team. We're kind of young. We're figuring things out. So if we lose, yeah, you get a little upset. But, like, you know, you're not going to be that bad. You're not going to be, like, the Chiefs losing. You know, like, one of those teams are the Bills losing. The Bills, everyone on that team was pissed. Like, offensive coordinator throwing clipboards in the in the booth. Josh Allen was furious on the field because he couldn't get it down. Like, with, with the Buccaneers' loss... They're supposed to be good. Their defense is supposed to be one of the best in the league right now. And they have Tom Brady and, like, all these offensive weapons. And they got stomped by a very depleted Panthers team. Like, I would be absolutely furious. 
Yeah. Especially if, if, I mean, no matter what it was, it looked like he was giving an autograph to the referee. I would be very upset if I was his teammates. Like, dude, what are you doing? Like, get in the locker room and be a captain and kind of, like, do something. You know, like, it was a very weird scenario. Yeah, and just to also continue on what you were saying about how this Buccaneers team, right, this is this is a Tom Brady team. So the expectation is that they win every single game they play. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's the expectation Tom Brady has for him and the team. Oh, yeah. And this is coming off a week where Tom Brady very publicly yells and screams at his offensive line during the game in front of everybody. So mm-hmm. there was already, you know, this kind of, oh, trouble in paradise situation. And now, I don't know if I want Mike Evans doing that. I think I'd be pretty upset. Yeah, and um, going off what you said about the, the linemen, that's actually nothing new with Tom Brady. Um, if you remember last year, his first year in Tampa, they started very, like, they're winning games, obviously, but their offensive line was garbage. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if it was... Um, a lack of discipline or them being, uh, you know, new playing with each other. But he was getting destroyed in the backfield. He, I, I believe it was around the same time, like week week four or five, he was screaming at him, like so pissed. And then all of a sudden they just flipped the switch. They were just destroying teams after that. Like they they couldn't touch Tom. Their defense, you know, kicked it in gear. It's, it's very interesting to see like what's going to happen with this team. I still think they're making the playoffs. Being in the the NFC South, just I think just South teams in general are garbage right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're still making the playoffs. I I feel like they're going to figure it out, and they're going to be the Buccaneers that we remember because this was just a this is a wake up call. I feel like for the whole team. You know, I hope for Leonard Fournette Fournette's sake that's true, but I'm not sold. Yeah, Philip. Philip, you got something right? Yeah. So. Uh... Just uh, breaking news here in the uh, NFL universe. Uh, J.J. Watt had his baby, or rather I should say his wife had their baby. Oh, that's exciting. I would be scared to be the uh, Minnesota Vikings this weekend going against dad's strength. (laughs) J.J. Watt this weekend, so just just watch out. Oh, man. (laughs) Watch out, everybody. That's such a good point. (laughs) Out of nowhere, his fingers just became a hundred times stronger. Yeah, you thought he was strong before. You thought he he died and came back to life, what, two weeks ago? And then now his baby's alive. You know, oh, it's, yeah. that's They're like the, the next he's game. on the third ring of heaven right now. So <laughs> I would watch out Minnesota what's, fans. What's over, over, under on sacks. We'll say over, under three. Yeah, I was going to say over two and a half for sure. Okay. I, I like I'm that. Pounding that under. <laughs> under? Ooh, interesting. All right. A little friendly wager here. <laughs> oh, um, so all three of us on this pod right now, we're all Houston fans. Proud of it. You know, sometimes. Um, very interesting uh, matchups we have this week. Uh, Nathan, you kind of mentioned that Astros in the World Series. We love right. that. They're right. they're playing. Uh, that is. Does it start this week? I believe. Yeah. Friday. Friday. So it starts Friday, and weeks. One, I mean, games one through four is guaranteed. Depending on what happens, if it goes to game five and six, that'll that'll fall on a Thursday. And who else is playing on Thursday again, Nathan? Uh, for Thursday night football? Yeah, who who's playing on Thursday night football? 
Um, hold on. It's Houston and Philadelphia. Whoa. Houston and Philadelphia playing in the NFL on Thursday night while Houston and Philadelphia are playing in the MLB. What a wild weekend. On the same day on for the, the same, same for the same stakes. World Series Thursday night football. I don't know which one I'm going to watch. <laughs> well, after the Houston Texans lose this weekend, they, the odds are they could be 2-5 and 1. <laughs> 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 oh, we are just spoiled with an abundance of sports in Houston. Oh, my God. JL. Let me check the Rockets right now. We're probably getting smoked, too. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're basically us versus JL right now. I don't even know if he's a Phillies fan, if he follows baseball. but He said last week he doesn't really have a hand in baseball. So. Oh, okay. Well, good. <laughs> it's going to be fun to watch. So a recurring topic on this pod is the sleeper parlay contests. Um, I I like to go through and look, and again, I love seeing them. I want to see more. Um, I want to see a winner, too. We we still have not seen a winner. Yeah, and I don't want to hear none of your bullshit. I won three out of fours, J.O. Ugh. Why would you even come on the show, number one, and brag about that? And number two, tell us that we are wrong. That we're like, oh, yeah, once again, no sleeper winners. And you're like, oh, hold on. No. Yeah. Come on, dude. All or nothing. I could, Ridiculous. I, my mind was blown whenever he said that. He said that with so much conviction, too. He's like, no, I, I totally won. It's like, yeah, I put in $10, and, and now I have three. It's like... Then you didn't win, sir. <laughs> you know what? If if Jaya was a Phillies fan and the the Astros win the World Series four games to one, he's gonna say that his team won the World Series because they won one game. <laughs> I can Ridiculous. see that out of him. Ridiculous. Uh, it's like, yeah, well, we beat the guys who won, so Yeah, sounds whatever. about right. That sounds anyways. I would like to say I would like to formally extend the um, the standing invitation that if anybody actually gets one of those totally correct, fully correct, fully erect bars, you are welcome on the show anytime. And I think, Dominic, we drop it down to, because what is it usually, like four or five you have to get right? Yes, it's five. Is there a way to make it four? I don't think there is actually. Like, there's a way you can bet. Like Jay was saying, the classics way is you can, if you get four correct, then you still win money. But you win your money back if you get all five. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Well, yeah. Never mind. You have to get all five. Yeah, we need to see all five. Dominic, why don't we talk about waiver wire pickups this week? This wasn't the most spicy week for waiver wire pickups, but there's still some notables in there. Yeah, there's a couple. There's a couple. Um. I'll, t- I'll talk about the first one because I was one of the bids. Um, so Greg Dolchich, he is the up-and-coming Denver tight end. Looking pretty good, pretty solid. He was on injury a few weeks of the year. So um, the top bidder was Ricky at a whopping $27. $27. 27 Dominic, big ones. Bid? I bid five. 
So he could have gotten it for a lot less. <laughs> well, Dominic, you know, this is one of those scenarios, and we talk about it all the time, mm-hmm. even a couple times on this podcast already. If you want your guy, go out and get him. Go and get him, yeah. And um, I was looking at his team, and he had uh, David Njoku. Uh, he ended up getting injured. I'm not sure how long that injury is. Maybe Philip can check us on that. But um, with how many uh, tight ends are already picked up on the waivers, I definitely get it. I was just... I sent that message in the in the chat. I was definitely salty because I was like, "Damn it, I really wanted that guy." And then it was even funnier because um, you're you're not in the uh, the dynasty chat, but he had picked up a uh, uh, Ty Johnson of the New York Jets. Who? He's a, a running back. He bought forty seven dollars for him, unopposed. 40? Wow, <laughs> a lot of money being thrown around. But he, we also talked about it in that chat, like in that. Uh, uh league we have like three hundred dollars of free agent budget and he had like he still had all 300 so he's just like i want this player i'm getting him 47 bucks (laughs) yeah i mean um looking at our league though there has been so much money spent on tight ends oh there really has been this is this is talking about a position that what the max point score was travis kelsey with 30 points this year yeah and that's like outlier of outliers (laughs) yeah like why are people spending so much money on a position that doesn't score a lot of points like i feel like the fifth best tight end is maybe like three points better than like the 25th best tight end right yeah like i feel like i feel like it's not that different i feel like towards the bottom they're getting like four points and kind of towards the mid to high range are like seven to ten that's a really good way to look at it I totally understand dropping, you know, $30 on a running back that the starter got hurt and you're looking at trying to pick up the backup. Yeah, blow the bank because that's a position that is important and scores points. But tight end? <laughs> I, I, I want to go back and check and put a, a counter because I'm pretty sure every tight end that's been bought has been over $10 each time. Wow. Yeah, and like – you're you're definitely you hit it right on the right on the head with um kind of like the the ranges and ranks of tight ends like the you know the top three the big three kelsey andrews and kittle i mean even kittle just started getting points but like kelsey's average maybe like 13 to 15 maybe Mm -hmm. and then the average for the next best like six to eight you know like that's pretty average like yeah the the range in points is very low, but I think it's just because it's the the most rare position. Quarterback being the most common for getting you know at least ten points, but tight ends it's easy. It's t- <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I I spoke too soon, but it's just tough for it's tough out there for tight ends. You know, so people they they feel like they need to throw some coin, and it's a very sought after position. Uh, it says here in Joku's out two to five weeks with a high ankle sprain that won't require surgery. So okay, yeah, that's that was kind of two a long days time. ago. Typically, two to five means five. <laughs> <laughs> Thank yeah. you, producer um, Phil. Yes, sir, yep, thanks, Phil. Phil. Um, so Dominic, I have Zach Ertz, and he is the number five ranked tight end in standard leagues, number three in PPR. So let's just say for our league, he's ranked number four. Yeah, he's the fourth best tight end. These are his points. 10, 11, 7, 13, 7, 10, and 5. Mm-hmm. Those That's are, number 4. Yeah, those are good numbers out of a tight end this year, which is wild to say. 
Right, so why are you spending $27 on someone that'll get you four to five points? Oh, I know. It just doesn't make sense to me. Anyways. Yeah. The uh, the Who next else? the next pickup, um, and again, like we said, there's not many like crazy pickups this week. Um, this one is actually a very solid pickup and solid bets. Um, Kirk Cousins, Mr. Consistent, he was picked up again by Ricky. Good job, Ricky, uh, for $7. That's a great number. I feel like that's a solid um, amount to buy. Just a quarterback that you you know kind of need, but not too bad. Uh, then there's two other bids. One was at five dollars, and one was at three. Dominic, I would say seven dollars. The price was right. I would say the price is right. I think that's a f- ding, ding, ding. The first time in seven weeks that we've had the the right price. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. It- I it doesn't happen the, uh, often. Yeah, the defense, the defense for two dollars. I think those are the right prices. <laughs> Every <laughs> for time. position, yeah, for position players. This is the right price. We did Every it, time. folks. All right, other notables. Um, like we said, there's not many like standout waiver pickups this week, but you know, just solid numbers. And I say solid meaning if someone were to bet against you, this is like a good bid. So like Mecole Hardman for six dollars, uh, Colts defense for three. Um, you know, pod pressure, $2 is, is the, the normal number. Um, Marquis Goodwin is actually a very good pickup by Andrew for only $2. All these are unopposed, but, you know, it's only a couple bucks. Who cares? Falcon Honestly, Z, I think, like, an- anything under, like, 7 bucks unopposed is okay. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, we definitely talk a lot of shit about it, but it's it's pretty solid. Like, if someone were to bet 2, then you look like a, a genius, you know? Right, right. Um, Other ones... <laughs> I think the the funniest one is uh, Robbie. He got Deshaun Watson, and I, I think oh. that's funny. I think it's funny just because I'm pretty sure Robbie picked him up last week as a joke. Um, it was October 19th, so yeah, just about a week ago, and then he dropped him um, just two days ago, and then picked him up for zero dollars. So he's very indecisive on this man. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not really sure what the strategy is there rob because you have josh allen like. yeah and he's already had his bye week he's playing mind games at this point yeah i don't know maybe once that uh <laughs> i almost just said without even thinking about it that deshaun watson d hop connection but they're on completely different teams now what am i doing oh oh man you have a uh, texans ptsd yeah i know man Ugh. all right well with, on that note let's just move on a couple other big drops which happen to be by robbie uh we already mentioned deshaun but uh Cody Daniel Bellinger, whatever his name is. This, Cody Bellinger. This tight end on uh, the Giants. He had spent $11 and dropped him without even using him. Picked him up for Robert Tonyan. Yeah, and this is also coming off um, just filling in the Robbie tight end um, waiver wire Carousel. Uh, package <laughs> here. Yeah. In, in week five, Will Disley tight end, $13. Again, dropped him pretty much instantly. I mean, crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Crazy. And he, he did bid $13 on Dawson Knox, but, you know, that was a $36 bid by <laughs> yeah <laughs> pay-to-win broke Jeff. So, you know, no way you're winning that one. But mm-hmm. it's like, again, with these tight ends, why are you spending so much money? I know. But, uh, I mean. Hey, you finally got his name right, Nate. 
<laughs> well, well, that's that's because the uh, the notes on the spreadsheet here have his whole name. It doesn't just say oh, D notes. D notes. Okay. I like well. I like to keep Nate on his toes in the spreadsheet and put some abbreviations there every once in a while. <laughs> I'm like Ron Burgundy. If you put it on there, I will read oh, it. Oh yeah, Ron Burgundy. Um, so we're kind of we're kind of giving a lot of attention to Robbie right here um, with about his free agent spending, but. He actually recently acquired some free agent budget. Let's let's talk about that, Nate. Yeah, so I was looking at this. I actually I had heard that maybe you could trade actual players for fake fab money, <laughs> and I found out that that's actually very possible because it looks like our boy Rob and the I guess his name is Max. Um, he he traded Derek Carr over to Max. For three fab dollars, <laughs> that's it. Like that is three fab dollars. <laughs> uh, I think. <laughs> I think, to be honest, and Dominic, you had a nice comment here in the uh, in the chat about this um, that he's just bypassing the waiver wire. He's trying to take out all the stress of actually having to go through the process, having to make a bid, because I can almost guarantee you Max would have bid $18 on <laughs> Derek Carr. Because <laughs> as we all know, it's his lucky number. What's, what's interesting, though, is on Max's bench currently, he's pulling a Driscoll here. He has three quarterbacks, Jared Goff, Jimmy G, and now Derek Carr. What and a he, crap of Palooza. He's he's minus three free agent dollars too. Um he was he I can t- <laughs> I can guarantee you he starts the wrong one every week. <laughs> he texted me after you know like you get the notification, a trade has been completed. Right. Um he texted me and he goes, Damn it, I really just did that as a joke, but who do I drop now? He's <laughs> like, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Max. Um, but I would just like to say also uh, to everybody in the league listening, if you want any of my players and want to bypass the um, free agent market, hit me up there because I'm I'm happy to to help you out. I love that. So. Let's let's uh, let's get some some spams in the chat. Let's see what we got going. Yes. Also, Dominic. Speaking of trades. Okay. So, as many of you will know in this league, I am not somebody who likes to make trades. I don't like to make trades, and that reason being I don't like helping out other teams. <laughs> um, I've that. had good good success, two championships, mm-hmm, um, with pretty much just drafting my team and picking up players. Well, today, I had reached out to a member of the league. <gasps> um, I, I reached out. And I was talking talking trade. And that person was none other than Matt O'Brien. Whoa! The Budweiser Matt boy. O'Brien. Matt O'Brien, great, great friend of mine, great friend of the pod, great, great friend of everybody. And I came up with what I thought was truly, honestly, one of the most fair and balanced trades you could ever have in fantasy football. Whoa. And... What, what made it so tricky was I was going to trade Miles Sanders, the running back, and I was hoping to acquire A.J. Brown, the wide receiver, mm. on the same team. Okay. Now, now, when I say that, there's always going to be an initial shock factor 
because at the surface level, Miles Sanders for A.J. Brown, you're thinking, whoever's getting Miles Sanders is getting fucked. Right? Yeah. That's what that's what I would think. Yeah, initial thoughts, right? yeah. Yeah, that's the initial thoughts. If you look at my team and Matt's team, I have three what I would call solid running backs. Derrick Henry, Leonard Fournette, Miles Sanders. All those guys are in the top, I think, 16 running backs. Miles Sanders is number 16. Okay. And um, Derrick Henry and um, Leonard Fournette are top 10. Mm-hmm. So looking at Matt's team, he has some really nice wide receivers. You got J.J. Jefferson, uh, A.J. Brown, and T. Higgins just in his starting lineup. And Michael Gallup. Right. If you look at his running backs, DeAndre Swift, who spent a lot of time on the injured list this year, Mm -hmm. and then he's also stuck with, what's his name, Uh, Damian Harris. Not great. Right. So what I was thinking was, hey, why don't I give you a good running back and you give me a good wide receiver? Now, what I had told Matt was – like I said, I know this sounds like you're getting screwed here, but let me let me just read you off some numbers. Okay. So Miles Sanders this year. I'm sorry, he's actually running back number 13. Ooh, even he's better. number 6 he's number 61 overall in points, averaging almost, well, I say almost right about 13 points per game. Mm-hmm. Okay? AJ Brown this year. Wide receiver number 18, number 51 overall, also averaging right about 13 points a game. So if you look at that, it's pretty even. And yes, A.J. Brown has scored more points, but only a few more. And Miles Sanders is a running back. And in this league, I feel like if you have solid running backs, you are feeling really good about yourself. Right. Especially since this year it's been coined the year of the wide receiver. You know, quarterbacks are passing the ball all over the place. A good running back is hard to come by. Okay. And what I told Matt was, you know, this isn't exactly a blockbuster deal, but I think it helps out both of our teams. The scoring is really about the same. It's really kind of a wash. But what I was trying to tell him was the advantage of this is it helps balance out both of our teams. Oh, yeah. Right? We're not – I'm not running back heavy and weak in, in, in wide receiver and vice versa for Matt. And he was not going for it. He – what he said was, it makes a lot of sense, logically and with the numbers and everything, but I like A.J. Brown's upside better. He doesn't think Miles Sanders can help him push him over the edge. And so I took that, and I thought to myself, okay, if we're not just going to look at this from logical, pure numbers, let's take it one step further into the stats. So I went and dug into the stats of NFL teams this year, and what I found out was I don't think that A.J. Brown really offers that much more upside. And I know, again, initial shock factor on name recognition that doesn't make a lot of sense, right? But let's get into it. Let's hear it. So Philadelphia ranks number four in the NFL in rushing attempts, ninth in rushing yards, and first in rushing touchdowns. Now, granted, I understand Jalen Hurts likes to run the ball. I get that, right? But he's not running the ball more than the running backs. Also consider, Philadelphia has already had a bye week. Okay, so teams 1 through 15 on this ranking sheet for rushing, only one team has not had, or yeah, 
One team has had a bye week, and it's the Eagles, and they're still ranked in the top five in all of those categories. The next one that has had a bye week is number 16, and it's the Titans. And, of course, because it's Derrick Henry. Just give that dude the ball, right? So considering they've played one less games, them being in the top five in attempts, yards, and touchdowns is pretty crazy. Oh, yeah. On the flip side of that, the Eagles rank 26th in the NFL in both pass attempts and total receiving yards. So what that tells me is that they're more committed to running the ball and they're not passing it as much as other teams. So I don't really understand the A.J. Brown has more upside potential than Miles Sanders. And like I said, I understand Jalen Hurts runs the ball. It's not really a running back by committee down there. You know, Sanders is definitely the ironed-on starter and Mm -hmm. plays more saps than everybody. But what would you think about that trade? I think you pretty much said all the stats that you need to say. And me currently, this is just personal experience. I have been very, um, I jumped the gun with trades. Meaning, I mean, everyone knows. Week two, I was I was terrified of my running back situation. I traded away my first round pick in Devontae Adams. And I got burned by it. Um, mm. Arguably, I could be having a way better year this year if I didn't make that trade. Um, So I'm a little, at this point, I'm a little more reluctant to make trades. But that's because I trade away my best player. You and Matt, you're considering trading away, I would say arguably, I mean, you're you're, uh, running back three and Matt's Mm -hmm. running back uh, wide receiver two. Um, He has, I mean, actually, not even wide receiver two. If you go strictly by projections, T. Higgins is projected more than A.J. Brown. So you could even say wide receiver three, running back three. You're going for the trade. You know? And yeah. Like, it's not like – it's it's very – I'm really intrigued by this because it's same team, just different positions that you're trading for. Right. So nobody gets screwed on having, oh, this guy already had his buy. You, you know, you're, you're getting an extra game out of this guy or whatever. You know, it's it's a very – like I said, it's not a blockbuster trade. Yeah. But it's just a simple, you know, shoveling coal type of trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I said, I, I would have thought the, the biggest advantage to this was just balance out the teams. Yeah. Right? I think so, I too. mean, because, like, for me, if I had a, a, a running back go down, it's like, okay, whatever. I got another amazing one and another amazing one. You just one. have to fill in but your if, bench spot. I mean, your, your right. flex spot. Right. And – Granted, I've also had Keenan Allen on the bench the entire year because he's been hurt. And so I've been forced to start Amari Cooper, Romeo Dubes, and then I have other trash wide receivers on my team. And so it's like, hey, my wide receiver did get hurt, and I'm kind of struggling to fill that hole. I'm struggling to fill that you know, second wide receiver spot. And if I got a running back on bye, then I'm struggling to fill my flex spot. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know? uh, so. What if you, I mean... Matt, if you're listening, maybe if you, I don't, I personally don't think you need to sweeten the pot because I feel like it's a very even trade. Like you said, their rankings are pretty similar, but maybe you throw in, you know, like a Isaiah McKenzie or Hunter Renfro, one of the guys you don't really play on your bench and it it might even help out Matt. Maybe see, I don't know. Cause that's the thing. Like I said, Matt, Matt is strong at wide receiver. Those guys, you know, Hunter Renfro, he's never going to get in that team. Yeah, that's true. You know, and you I don't know. Basically, in the trade. that's the whole point of a trade. Both right, both sides and, benefit. 
Yeah, and this was, like I said, a trade where nobody really wins, nobody really loses. You know, it just helps out both teams. And basically what it came down to was Matt just, he felt it in his gut that A.J. Brown had a better chance to win him games than Miles Sanders did. Yeah. And at that point, I thought to myself, okay, look, I think we both think this trade from a logical numbers, you know, run it in a computer simulation, it makes perfect sense. But at this point, I was trying to convince Matt to trade against his gut, mm. his, against his emotion. Gotcha. I could have pretty much, I could have traded him anybody except, you know, Geno Smith, prop, maybe Geno Smith, and I wouldn't have traded him Derrick Henry or Leonard Fournette, right? But I could have probably thrown in anybody else, and he would have just not not done it. Mm-hmm. He was he was sticking with his gut, and I said, hey, got to respect the guy that listens to his gut, so consider these negotiations over. Yeah. Hey, that, I mean, that's all you can do. Worst people can say gotta, is no. You got to know when to hold them. And know when to fold them. That's right. Are you listening, Isaac? <laughs> oh, man. I, I am actually very curious because – I think I think that was the first trade conversation that we've had on this uh, podcast that had very good substance and warrants another conversation. I feel like hopefully when Matt listens to this, maybe he'll maybe he'll rethink, but if he still wants to go with his gut, again, we got to respect it, you know. Yeah, I'm going to let him come to me though. I'm not going back. Yeah, so hey, um I think this is a great example if anyone out there if if Maybe a trade conversation didn't go your way and you have some things that you want to get off your chest and kind of talk about. Let us know. Yeah, come on the pod. Yeah. Even if you don't want to be on this whole time, you can come on for five minutes and say your piece and get off, you know? I think that was very yeah. good. I'd be yeah. convinced. I, I would trade you, you know, if that if that was on my side. <laughs> All right. How about we get some previews for the next round? Yeah, let's move on. All right. So um first first week's matchup for, for week eight. We have Interesting matchup. Robbie at the Good Boys versus the Fantaseman. That's you, baby. Oh, baby. Oh, snap. Here we go. 7-0 and versus 1-6. What do we think here? <laughs> well, oh, God. I mean, I think everybody knows how this is going to go. Mm-hmm. Right? I think everybody, everybody out there, hashtag pod nation, knows that I'm going to win this one. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I think I think Geno Smith just absolutely teaches Josh Allen a lesson mm-hmm. this week, and they don't play each other in real life, but they're playing in our fantasy matchup. Oh, that means something. Um, that has substance. Oh, it means something to me. But um, yeah, I think Geno Smith is going to mop up Josh Allen, um, Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs. We all know how that's going. Leonard Fournette and David Pierce is actually a pretty close matchup. We'll have to see about that one. Um, I think Jamar Chase is also going to have a good week again for Rob. Unfortunately, it's it's Monday night. I think it's supposed to be kind of cold and rainy in Cleveland. But this is the Battle of Ohio. Oh, yeah. They're coming to play. Divisional matchup, son. Monday night. They're coming to play. I think also for Rob's team, I think CeeDee Lamp gets back to his usual, what is what was it, like 18 points? Yeah. He scored it like three Two weeks in a row. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, something outrageous. Um yeah, I don't see much coming coming from my team, but we're going to score more than Rob. So, yeah, I'm taking me. Um, I think 
I think I'm going Nate here. I'm going with you. I think Rob's team just pulls an absolute stinker. I think he, Jamar Chase, is going to be the only person that scores points. Actually, Josh Jacobs, too. Just those two people. And then, you know, Bill's defense are just going to get railed by Green Bay because the Bills are just bad, bad defense. <laughs> Josh Allen sucks. He's not going to get any points. Um, Robert Tanyan. Actually, he didn't spend any money on there, so I can't really say that. But, nah, he's going to get zero. I think you're going to score. You're going to beat him by 6.48 points. Market. Wow. Yeah. That That is a very bold prediction. Also, <laughs> I just want to highlight real quick in, in the league, also because it's Robbie and I, I have the most points scored against me this season. Right, I have 863.92 points scored against me. Mm-hmm. It's the worst. Robbie is the only team in the entire league to have scored more points than that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Let that sink in. Say those numbers again for people listening. Okay. So I have the most points scored against me at 863. Robbie has scored the most points and is the only person to have scored more than that total with 890 points. Bonkers. What about Robbie's point against? Robbie's points against is 612. The least amount in the entire league. That is just criminal, dude. <laughs> he's he's scoring the most and score getting the, the least amount scored against him. That's a lethal combo. Just ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Also, honorable mention, Isaac's team has scored 861, but that's still less than 863. Yeah. Like, you have the poop emoji next to your points against, and so it's we, – we have to, you know, talk about that a little bit, shed some light. And, you know, complain because that's what we're doing here. We're one in, we're both 1-6. and six. We deserve to complain a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, what's up with that poop emoji? Points against is not a single thing I can control. <laughs> I think it just means... The poop emoji should be for the worst team that scores the least amount of points. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe it's more of a, hey, we understand that you're in a shitty situation. You know, so let's just make you feel even more terrible and put a little poop emoji by you. <laughs> I think you're right. I think the least amount of points scored should have the poop emoji, which would be, no, Andrew doesn't deserve the poop emoji next to his points for. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Also, speaking of, of lowest points for, Clint, Clint only has... 43 points more than Andrew. Whoa. <laughs> and he's 2 and 5. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, both of them have over $50 in free agent budget, though, so kudos. Kudos. Yeah, right on. All right, Dominic, what's the next matchup? So we got number 4, Driscoll, Theonarapolis, oh, versus, <laughs> <laughs> versus the number 2, Isaac, Nadam Kaju. Um, I mean... I feel like nowadays, with how many buys there are, it's kind of hard to trust the uh, projected points. Um, yeah, Driscoll still has a lot of guys on buy. Yeah, but right I mean, like both both of these teams, they typically score a good amount of points. You know, so I, it might be a dark horse kind of week. Um, but as I'm looking at Driscoll's team, yeah, you're right. Uh, Eckler, who scores pretty much the majority of his points every week, is out. Um, man, that's a that's a tough matchup to look at. 
Again, Driscoll has three three quarterbacks, but he's got Tony Pollard and Stephon Diggs. Mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna have to go Isaac here. I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, Robbie loses, Isaac wins, and there's gonna be two uh, seven one teams. Wow! Oh, Isaac okay. is five and two. Dang it! That would have been way cooler. Oh. <laughs> Idiot! <laughs> All right. Well, I'm still picking Isaac. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, you you really said this pretty well. I mean, you pretty well explained it. Um, I'm actually going to go with Driscoll on this one. I think Driscoll hasn't had the best of weeks recently. I think I think the buy bug uh, hit his team pretty hard, and I know he did decent last week, but man. I just always have a hard time picking against this dude. Maybe I have like PTSD <laughs> after playing him so so much, but mm. I just know for some reason his team can put up 130 like it's nothing. Every time. Yeah. For I sure. don't know why. But yeah. Anyways, Wait, next so who, one. Who's your pick though? Uh Driscoll. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Alright. Good deal. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, next item up for bid. Uh we have Dom Dump Thickman. Thick men. Thick men. We're all versus <laughs> versus number three sloppy seconds broke pay to win Jeff oh baby Dominic I'm gonna let you go first on this one and I'm also going to let you explain why we have now added sloppy seconds to his title <laughs> so this matchup is very interesting because I I said it earlier where I I need to win I gotta get some wins on the column um, and. Again, we also talk about this. Matt is in. He's a bit of a slump now, but his team is so good that they're going to pick it up towards the end of the season. So I need to get my wins now while I can. So I can at least get close to his his win percentage. Um, But uh, Jeff, his team is very good. We've bet against him a lot this year, and he's 5-2. and two. Um, He's got Nick Chubb, McCaffrey, uh, Devontae Adams. You're welcome. Devontae Smith and George Kittle. So... It's it's uh it's gonna be an interesting game. I I've gotten some pickups on the waivers, got some risky business playing, but I'm gonna say that I'm gonna win. I'm I mean I'm not gonna bet against myself. Um, but yeah, uh, the sloppy seconds though. We are <laughs> we coined this term for for old Jeffy Pooh because it seems that he has a pattern. Oh, he yeah. he sees oh oh. Ooh, this defense. Ooh, they scored a lot of points. Ooh, okay. Let me just pick them up for next week. And then they typically do bad. <laughs> um, he picked up, I think the, the nearest example was last week. He he saw the Jaguars, and they had one good week this, this year. And he was like, you know, I'm going to pick them against the Colts this year. And then they got stomped, and they only got a half a point. Um, this week... Uh, you picked up the Washington Commanders, and they scored 13 points against Chicago. So Jeff is like, ooh, let me pick them up, and let me see what they do against the Colts once again. And they're probably going to get, I'm going to say, against the Colts with Sam Ellinger, I think it's going to be a shocker. I'm thinking like 1.72 points. Damn! That's, I'm calling my shot here. I'm, I'm uh... I almost said Barry Bonds. <laughs> I'm I'm pulling my baby Ruth out, and I, I'm I'm saying under two points for Washington defense this week. 
Damn, I would love that. <laughs> um, are you going to parlay that, or are you just announcing that? No, I'm just announcing. I got burned on my last parlay. <laughs> Can't afford it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, also, I would like to note, we also call him Sloppy Seconds Jeff. Because he can't afford anybody on the Wednesday night waiver wire Mm-mm. pickups. So Wednesday morning, he has to go through the whole waiver wire and see who didn't get picked up. And then that's who he's allowed to get. <laughs> Sloppy seconds. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, um, who you got? Who you also, got? Um, I, I love Jeff's team. Like it's so he, good. <laughs> abso- he absolutely smoked me the other day. But, or the other day. The other week. But I'm picking dump. I'm picking dump because you don't have a tight end in yet. I don't know who that's going to be for you. Oh, we'll but find I out. Hope, I hope you spend a lot of money on it. <laughs> I'm spending and... $57, the rest of my budget. No, it's because I'm waiting for Cam Akers to go and say out just in case he gets traded. So, like, November 1st, if he's not traded, he's he's going on the waivers. So be ready if you want him. <laughs> nice. Um, I mostly think you're going to win because Jalen Hurts is going to throw 100 touchdowns to Miles Sanders. Perfect, and, and that's going to regret there's, it. There's no way that you can lose when that happens. Bing, bang, so. boom, you got yourself a deal. Yes, sir. All right, let's uh, let's talk about we got number six, Max, the Costanzas, and J.O., something fruity. <laughs> it's going to be a good week, I believe. Um so Max, you know, he's got that quarterback carousel now that we just love to watch. <laughs> he's got Jared Goff, Jimmy G, and Derek Carr worth $3 <laughs> to choose from. Um, it is interesting because his his typical handcuff genius is not going to be completely there this week because uh, I think James Conner is returning. So Eno Benjamin might not get the start, but uh, he's still got some solid players, Dalvin Cook and Kenneth Walker, Olave, is uh, he's been doing well this year, and Etienne he has no competition anymore, so he's getting all the touches in London. Um, and then you know, like Jo's team, Amon St. Brown is he got out in the first quarter last week uh, from a you know quote unquote con- concussion, but apparently he's been cleared, so he might play. But if he doesn't, it's, it's going to be a tough call because he's got a he's got some really good running backs, Kamaran Barkley. I'm gonna say, I'm going with the Colangelo bloodline vote here. I'm going with Maxi Waxy. Wow, how about that? Oh yeah. Um, I think Max wins this game, but I think he only wins this game if he starts Derek Carr. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. New Orleans is a bad team. <laughs> also important to note, Jo currently has Taysom Hill on the bench. <gasps> That's a lot of money. He's starting Dallas Goddard. $35 on the bench. Yikes. Interesting. That's going to be a huge development. we got to watch that. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, Jared Goff, he's one of those guys that, and you've seen his, his stats, it's it's either a monster game over 30 points or it's, like, under 15. <laughs> so if he does start him, it's a gamble. But, hey, Max, he's 5-2 and two right now, so we're just going to trust it. And J.O. almost lost to... Uh, the the people's choice, Andrew, the New York Jets. So I'm yeah. I'm taking I'm for sure. I'm I'm solid with Max here. Yeah. Also, Jo's starting Matthew Stafford. So yeesh. He'll, he'll find out. I mean, Russell Wilson's um, supposed to play. You should uh, you know, <laughs> it's unlimited. unlimited. All right. What's our next matchup? 
Okay, next matchup, we have number eight, Matt, Gritty Gritty, Gang Bang, or Bang Gang, whatever his name <laughs> is, against uh, Ricky, something clever, coming off a big week All last right. week for Ricky, you Huge. know, as... As we discussed, he played me. Of course, he had a big week. Why else wouldn't you? <laughs> um, so, I'm not, I'm not picking Ricky just because Matt didn't want to trade with me, right? Although, maybe I am. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm gonna take Ricky in this one. Sorry, that was I funny. think, I think this huge pickup. Of whatever his name, Greg Dolch, Dil Dilchich, God, Deal he's a fucked up looking dude. <laughs> <laughs> Greg Greg Deal though. Um, yeah, I I just think that this team's gonna win this week. I think Matt honestly has a lot more firepower in his team, but they've been sputtering, and he he put in Daniel Jones, and he's been doing well recently. He's been running the ball a lot. Um, I didn't know he did that a lot. But I guess he does. Yeah. Um, but it's also a hometown homer pick. So sometimes those don't work out. When they do work out, it's the best. Mm-hmm. Because when I had Deshaun and D-Hop, it was like the greatest thing in the world when the Texans were scoring points and I was scoring points. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it's going to happen for Matt this week. Right. Hometown homer pick because he's a Giants fan, for those who didn't know. Um, I think you're right. Because uh, I got Ricky here too. Um, you know, like. I, I don't really have a reason. Like, I feel like both teams could do a lot here. Uh, I feel like really the only reason I'm choosing Ricky is just because I want him to win and I want Matt to stay at three and four or at three wins. That way I can catch up easier. But it never really works out that way. So I'm, I'm just hoping for a, a good matchup uh, and both people have fun and go sports. Wow. Okay, that'll take us to our last matchup. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've had battles of the titans um already this year in the league nothing quite and like this this one is clearly the 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 peak of the mountain mm-hmm. we have number nine somehow fucking number nine clint <laughs> versus number 12 the new york jets all right. Uh, man, so we just talked about how both of these teams are really bad at scoring points. Um, I think this is an obvious week to double down Ooh. and once again select Andrew, Ooh. the New York Jets, Ooh. to win this game under 100 points. I think that is the lock of the century. I love that, Nathan. That is a good bet right there. Thank you. Fantastic. I I actually have uh I'm on the opposite side. I got Clint winning this one. <gasps> I know, I know. I'm sorry, Andrew. I, I got Clint here. Um, Jonathan Taylor is back officially. Kyler Murray has his favorite toy in uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Oh. Mike Andrews was one catch away from having a pl- 20 plus game last week. I I just I have faith in in Clint's team. Um, you know, you you gave me you gave me uh. Some inspiration here. You you have a parlay bet. I want to put my own parlay bet, if you would Excuse allow it. Me. If you would allow me to go back a few games and put in a parlay. Okay, okay. Let's hear it. All right, so, like I said, I got Maxi Waxy winning. I am going to 
forego the individual points here. I'm going to say we have a double doozy, Colangelo boozy win here. I'm, I'm parlaying Maxi and me. We're both winning this week. Okay. So you both got to win. Yeah, I'm not. I'm always bad at three. Yeah. I'm always bad at uh, guessing point totals, you know, like over under bets, whatever. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stick with the money lines. I'm going uh, Max and Dom. We're we're going for the dubs here. Well, okay. I really look forward to seeing that. Yes, to be honest with you. I mean, I I also have both of you winning, but <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't want to parlay that. I'm okay. That's fair. Because I mean, oh. if if one of us loses, then and one of us wins, then you're up one. Huge. You know, you get some Huge. points there. Um, yeah. Speaking of points, though, we didn't really talk about our, our last week's standing. So we we introduced a a new ticker. Um, we have a guest pick, which we don't have a guest this week. Um, but we also have producer Phil in the house. And we completely forgot to give him his choices. But <laughs> we will go through them very quickly. Um, last week, Nathan, you were 2-4. and four. Uh, you, had, you had Jeff winning. And you had Max winning. I also went two and four because I had Robbie and Jeff. Um, Philip actually brought it to our attention that it's not really the best for our uh, total count because we seem to always choose each other to win every week, and we always seem to lose. <laughs> Wheel always turns, Dominic. Sometime we're both going to win. Yes, we're gonna we're gonna add some to the win column at some point. But uh, um, last week, Jo he was actually three for three last week. A pretty solid showing for his first uh, first round. Um, Philip, unfortunately, he kind of just followed my lead and chose my picks too. He was also two and four. But I feel like he's he's probably got some good picks this week. Philip, do you have any uh, weigh in? Do you want to kind of go down the list and give us some picks? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> definitely the first one I'm going to take at the good boys. Ooh. Oh, fuck you. Ooh. There was a. There was a good stretch of five minutes of bullshit y'all were talking about that I disagreed with every word you said. I think Rob's taking the dub. So <laughs> that one's definitely the easy one. All right. <laughs> Driscoll and Isaac, who you got? Damn, the easy one. Ah, shit. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and take uh, Isaac on this one. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Isaac, I got a, go for it. Number two, number four, like you said, that's, that's the true battle up there at the top of the bracket. Dom and Jeff. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take uh, my boy Dom on this. Ooh, one. I was surprised oh you went against God. Nate. I thought you were gonna just go zero and two against the Pod Boys, but all right, who you got against Max to and Jeff? I, got, I gotta split it. I'm taking a. I'm taking a. I'm taking Max. Ooh, we're all in on Max oh. here. So Jay-O. I want to see the, the Max. Double. I want to see the, the house. <laughs> ghoul parlay hit. Hell yeah. All right. So let's see. We and got then, Matt and Ricky next. Let's take uh honestly this one's a toss up for me. I uh without seeing the teams in front of me, obviously. Um I think Matt, three losing streak. I think he's gotta turn it around this week. All right, respectable, respectable. Uh, and uh Clinton Andrew, baby. Uh, I'm taking the New York Jets. I don't want the to see the New York Jets. I don't want to see LA next weekend. <laughs> All Start right. spreading the news. You're an L7 weenie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry we did that a little bit out of order, but we we got a solid picks here. Um, 
Hey man, it's our first time having Phil actually on the pod, so why don't you know we're just we're still working out the kinks. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, so Nathan, Nathan Ochoa, and I actually no, Philip, you kind of helped me with some of these. I got some trivia questions for you, Nate. Yes, I also have trivia questions for you. Perfect. All right, cool. So, um, play along if you'd like, uh, oh, oh, wise listeners. But so this this week, I have uh, two of them are football related. And then one of them is Nathan-related. Oh. Oh. All right. So, first question. What city did the Redskins slash commanders, they're Redskins at the time, what city did the Redskins play for before moving to Washington? Ooh. Ooh. Fuck, dude. I do not know this. Um... I don't think it's Baltimore because I know that they used to be the Colts. Um, I'm trying to think of what northeastern city would be. Oh, man. Okay, you know what? Let's go with Philadelphia. You are. There's no way that's right. Incorrect. There's no way that's my, right. My initial guess was also Baltimore, but then, you know, I immediately was like, oh, yeah, that's the Colts. Damn. Um, the correct answer is the Boston Braves was their, uh, the team before the Washington Redskins. Okay. Well, I didn't prefer the wording on that question because you said what team, like, no, you said what city were they in before. So I thought they were also named the Redskins. That's fucked up. Yeah, I honestly did not know. Formal the... protest. Formal protest. <laughs> I didn't realize that they changed their name before. Um, I had to do a quick Google search to double check. And, yeah, there were the Boston Braves before. So I, I probably could have worded that question better. Ugh, but the city terrible. was still incorrect. So, you know, we'll do, like, your your O for half. <laughs> no, I'm I'm uh, O for one. All right. So <laughs> so uh, quick fact check here. It actually says they were the Boston Braves for one year in 1932, and they were the Boston Redskins from 33 to. 30. Oh come on! Uh, there we go. Producer <laughs> Phil coming in. According clutch. according to Wikipedia, my man. All right. So, so I did not fuck up there. <laughs> I can't believe that. That's so stupid. Okay, fine. All right, you're 0 for, 0 for 1, baby. All right, no. Question number two. Um, this man is near and dear to our hearts, and every time he touches the touches the field, we always message uh, to each other, the man is in, PJ Walker. Oh, the, dude, I'm wearing my Roughneck shirt right now. Dude, perfect, because it's a Roughnecks question. Oh, um, so... Houston Roughnecks XFL team PJ Walker's a current record holder there. Um, what team was he on before the Roughnecks? He was on an XFL team before or an NFL. It is. I'll give you that it's NFL because he. It is very well known that he was undrafted, but he got picked up by an NFL team before he went to the XFL. Ooh. Fuck. I do not know this either. Um, I'm going to say his current team, the Panthers. That is incorrect. Yeah. He got picked up by the Indianapolis Colts in 2017. Uh, maybe I did know that. Yeah, I did. I had no idea. I had no idea. Very big news. Huh. 
Very fun fact. Over again. Yeah, over over two. Over two. All right. So this is a Nathan question. Oh shit. <laughs> All right. So I did a deep dive on her Instagram. Oh great. <laughs> I want you to tell me which post of yours has the most likes. Has the most likes? Yes. It's I kind think of a, I actually know what a, this is. It's kind of a two-parter. Because I wasn't sure if it was too easy to say which post, but what which one do you think it is? I think it's the one of you, me, and Philip at um, New Year's slash Philip's celebratory birthday bash, and and we're all standing together. Is it? Uh, you got to be specific because there's a couple New Year's ones. There's one where Philip went to sleep at ten o'clock, and we had to take a picture of his face painted on a plate. No, 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 no. It's <laughs> It's the one at his old house. That gotcha. one surely got the most likes. So that one is January 1st, 2018. That is incorrect. Fuck. It is a great picture. We all look dashing. Um, that one has 89 likes. Your most liked picture. Actually, I won't even tell you the number because it's a, it's a two-part of the question. It is the picture with uh, Jake Marisnik. Jose Altuve and Alex Bregman oh, of the Houston Astros. Yeah, that was a great day. That was a great post. You got a good-looking beard going on. You have the the stoic, <laughs> no smiling to be tougher Instagram. Um, so I'm going to give you an over/under on likes. Okay. Right? So it's clearly over 88, which I just told you from the the previous post. Okay. Is it over or under 113? Oh fuck, <laughs> dude! And this this is gonna sound sad, but I think I only have one picture over a hundred likes. So I'm guessing this is it. Now, is it enough to be a hundred and thirteen? Dude, that's I don't know where I'm picking up an extra thirteen. <laughs> I think I think I'm gonna smash the under. The under, <laughs> yeah. Nathan Ochoa, you are correct. Yes, it's 112. <laughs> I've got the 50-50 right. The 50 How about that? <laughs> it's such a good post, dude. Because <laughs> Alex Bregman's clearly like, what? <laughs> dude, that was such a great day. Quick, quick backstory on that. So my uncle, he lives in Columbus, Ohio. And he is a Cleveland Guardians fan, formerly the Cleveland Indians when I was there. So I'm going to reference them as the Indians. <laughs> so he won like the silent auction somewhere. And what the package was, you got tickets to an Indians game like right behind home plate. And you got to go on the field to watch batting practice. Like you got to stand in front of the dugouts. And so we had planned planned this trip to go see them and hang out with them for a little while. So he picked the game that the Astros were coming to town. So I was like, okay, sweet. So we get there before the game to go watch batting practice. Well, there's like probably like 30 people that also had a reason that they could also go watch batting practice on the field. But they were all <laughs> Indians fans. They were all Ooh. Indians fans, rightly so. And so we're, we're all decked out in Astros gear, and we get down to the field and everybody's like, oh, my gosh, look, it's the Indians dugout. Oh, there's a player. And me and my uncle are just like, hey, we don't care. And <laughs> we were talking 
to the lady that brought us down and she was we were like hey is it okay if we go to the astro side and she was like yeah that's fine so we were like okay sweet so we we walk behind there and we go over to the astros dugout where it's like literally just us like two and we had full access to talk to all the players all the coaches everybody oh that's so cool so like Jake Marisnik, he was one of my favorite Astros because number one, he had awesome hair. He's a cool dude, <laughs> and he's one of the best defensive outfielders I've ever seen, which I respect. Anyways, <laughs> talked to him for like twenty minutes. Super cool dude, uh, Altuve Bregman. That was actually Jordan Alvarez's uh, rookie season, oh. so he was still kind of like an unknown at that time, and. I just remember seeing him. The dude is freaking massive. Like, obviously, he's huge, right? Like, you see him on TV, and he's huge. But in real life, he is a fucking tank. <laughs> he is a fucking tree, dude. <laughs> and, yeah, so I was taking all these pictures with the Astros players, and I told them every time. I said, hey, guys, can we take a picture? And they'll be like, yeah, sure. And I'd be like, okay, but you're not allowed to smile. And they were like, what? I was like, we got to look like tough guys for Instagram and all that stuff. And so every player did a great job. Altuve didn't really understand what I was – he understood what I was saying, <laughs> but he didn't understand why. Yeah. Like, I, I was like, hey, man, is it cool? He's like, yeah. I was like, no smiling. He was like, why? I was like, just do it. <laughs> Dude, come on. Just be cool. <laughs> yeah, just do it. Yeah, and Alex Bregman somehow did not get that memo at all because he just looks like a fucking goof. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's my next story on that. Such a cool day, though. Like, you posted that picture, yeah. and I was baffled. I was like, what? He got to do <laughs> yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. And, like, honestly, I was so surprised. Like, you know, it's before a game. They're on the road. Like, they deal with fans all the time. Hey, man, you want to take a picture? Okay, cool. I'm going to go keep doing what I'm doing. But they were, like, hanging out. Like, I was leaning on the top of the rail, and they were leaning <laughs> in the dugout on the rail. Like, we were just, like... Just like old pals. That's cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. It was dude. neat. And hey, okay, much well, much deserved. 112 likes. That's fantastic. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, okay, so Dominic, speaking of the Astros, I have some trivia questions for you. All right. Let it rip. Uh, spoiler alert, they're Astros related. <laughs> okay, so this first question has to deal with this particular season. Okay. Okay. And I hope the... I hope these aren't too easy, but whatever. Um, the Astros made a move at the trade deadline and acquired Christian Vasquez, catcher. What team was he acquired from? The Red Sox. Okay, yeah, these might be too easy. <laughs> Score one? <laughs> Hell okay. yeah. All right, just ask him anyway. Let's hear. Okay, yeah. Let's see if I can answer. Um, okay, next one is going to be... Which Astros player has the most RBIs in team history? Team history. Team history. Which Astro has the most RBIs for the Astros? Oh. I mean, it can't be one of the the guys now because they haven't been playing long enough. Altuve know. first started when the Astros were wearing pinstripes. That is true. That, that's been a long time. I, oh, okay. I'm just gonna guess one of the one of the higher hitters of the the history. Because my my initial thought is Biggio. Um, Show your work. 
I mean, he had 3,000 hits. You got to get RBIs from that. Played a long time. Uh, either him or... No, I'm just going to go with my gut. I'm going to say Biggio. I know it's not right, but I'm going to say Biggio. Craig Biggio is... Incorrect! Oh! Okay. Is, it, is it someone new it, or old? Um, I can't believe you're... Okay, do you have any other guesses? Yeah, well, give me like a new or old. This this doesn't count, obviously, but I just want to... Um, you, you were... He played in the same team as Biggio. Okay. I mean, was it Bagwell or Berkman? It was Bagwell. Dang it! Dude had, dude had like 450 home runs, man. Oh, I know. That was <laughs> stupid. I don't know because Biggio was a he's a you know he got the hits he's got he got what you needed he got on base with the walks too he I think he does he still have the Astros record for walks he has the major league record for hit by pitch oh perfect okay yeah that was that was silly I should have gone Bagwell but all right good question I like that okay so this one is I guess it's gonna be I don't know how we're gonna score it but <laughs> in 2017. You may or may not know, the Astros won the World Series that year. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was seven games against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Game seven was in Los Angeles. Dominic, can you name for me the starting lineup for the Houston Astros in that game? Oof, duh. Okay. Um, do I have to go in order? From like I, lineup, I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. That's tough to try to remember, like the batting order. Yeah, I'll try but to go around. I, the bases. I I would like you to name positions. Okay, yeah. I'll try to go around the bases as much as I can. Um, I'll give you. I'll also give you two hints you can use. Okay, two hints. I like tough. that. So I mean, pitcher. We'll just go with Verlander. I mean, is that wrong? <laughs> <laughs> um, pitcher. Well, okay, catcher. I'm pretty sure it was Maldonado. Wrong. Really? Yeah. Castro was on there. Nope. Really? Who the hell is the catcher? Castro was playing for the Twins at the what? time. What? The monkey? Who was the catcher? What if I went, McCannonball? Oh, McCannonball, my right? God. Okay. Well, that's in, like, Evan. Okay. So, first base, Evan Gaddis. Or DH. Wrong. Or is he a <laughs> DH? <laughs> Yuli was first base. I just told you they played in Los Angeles. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. No TH. (laughs) Oh, yeah, for game seven. Duh. I didn't even think about that, dude. I was just going on the lineup. Okay, well, I mean, Evan Gaddis was on the lineup, though. He Yeah, he wasn't in the starting lineup, but, yes, he was on the team. Well, then, knock that as a wrong. Um, Well, Yuli, thanks, Philip. Um, Obviously, (laughs) uh, Altuve. We got Correa at short. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bregman at third. Okay, you got the infield. Yeah, that's the easy one. Um, ooh, starters for outfield, though. That's kind of tough. There should be one that jumps out to you. Okay, hold on. So there's there's no DH. <laughs> so, oh, dog. Okay. I'll, I mean, uh, Jordan is – I mean, do I have to say, like, the left field, right field, center? I mean, yeah. Okay, we'll say uh, left field, Jordan. Center oh. field – Fuck me, dude. Where's okay? This is gonna be dumb. Justin Tucker wasn't on the team yet, right? Who? 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 
not Justin Tucker. Oh my god, I'm so flustered right now. Oh my god, Kyle Tucker. Can I can I take? Oh over? my god, and then center field. No. Um, I want to guess after Dom though. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, you're gonna know he's gonna say it. Um. No, he doesn't remember. Mother- no, I, dude. <laughs> Cause he okay, he's injured this year, and he we got him from the we got him from the Indians, and I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I hate this. I'm getting every single one wrong. Oh fuck me, Philip, just take over. I'm not gonna get it. Okay, right. I'm gonna guess uh, Michael Brantley at last. That's who I was thinking wrong. of. Wrong. Okay, I'm, I know center was Springer. Right. And uh, right field was uh, the one who liked Ric Flair. What's his name? Yep. Spider-Man. Uh, what's his name? Hairless is what my grandma called them. Dude, me and my dad. <laughs> me and my dad. <laughs> what's his me name? Me and my dad complain about him like every time we talk on the phone. Oh, Reddick. Reddick, <laughs> Reddick. Yes, Reddick. Reddick, yep. So wait, left field must have been. Uh... Oh, he had such a pivotal home run. Oh. Oh, come on, guys. Not in game seven, but he his home run changed the whole series, in my opinion. At left field? Yes. Was it Mar- – it wasn't like Marisnik, was it? No. He played center. Um, here's a hint for he you. He also he's cycled through hitter. between all of the – oh, is oh, it Marwin? A... Yes. Oh, Marwin Gonzalez. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, yeah. I was – That was brutal. Dude. Can you guys name the starting pitcher for game seven? Yes. Ooh, I mean, we would have. Was it Charlie Morton? No. Garrett Cole? No. Yeah, we would have. I mean, they would have gone through. I mean, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't McCullers. Yes, it was. It was. Oh, it was. Yes, it yeah, was. I was trying to think of like who would have started at Game Seven at that point. Um, he went far, right? He went like six, right? Dude, I tell you what, man. One because I just forgot the lineup of that team. I'm not blaming it anything else but that but like in my head i was getting so flustered because i was cycling through like oh this player would also play right field sometimes they would also play center like i it would not register in my head what the names were of anybody on this team (laughs) that's embarrassing tom i think every one of your guesses were wrong except for bregman Altuve, and correa i know that was bad it was really bad i can't believe evan gaddis at first base dude i don't know what i was thinking El Oso Blanco. I was just like, I was trying to think of anything but the actual players. I was like, I have to get these right. I was so worried about getting them right that I got them all wrong. <laughs> all right, well, let's move on. I think that's oh for three. Oh, one for three. Yeah. Hey, I'll take that. One for three. It was the easiest question, you, too. <laughs> you gave him the easiest one, and then the next two were hard as shit. <laughs> I mean, that's what these are about, though. They've always been hard. <laughs> okay, I don't think the second one was that hard. I should Team have, RBIs? I should have been able to get that one, but, you know, I overthought it. I think I think Biggio was two or three. Like, he was up there. Yeah. No, Berkman was two. Definitely overthought, but, you know, that was fun. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do you do you want to look at the max pick? Yeah, I, I think he actually put in three because last week he did not put one in. Just as you know, time crunch, couldn't get it in in time um, mm. because he was playing Matt last week. That should be known. And then I believe he has one for our producer Phil, 
a little surprise, <laughs> and then one, Uh-oh. and then one for this week. <laughs> and he's playing Jo this week, so I don't know if it's actually tailored to Jo, but we'll see. One thing I can pretty much guarantee you, it will be from Black.com. Oh, absolutely, and I'll have the timestamp on the bottom. All right, I am currently at my yes, my I'm last on. one. Oh, God. I'm on yours I right now. Where you it. where you claim it's ranch? <laughs> Wait, oh, that's ranch. Yeah, that's ranch. I'll smell in the bottle after I shook it. Likely story. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was like, is this ranch bad? And then I it just popped all over my face. Anyways, oh, hello. All right. What a convenient picture for Matt. Yeah, I know. Let, let me know when you scroll down. It's because Bree screenshotted my Snapchat and posted all over the internet. <laughs> oh, all right, I'm gonna scroll whenever y'all do. Let me know. All right, I'm on Matt. All, all right, right, here we go. All right, Three, I'm scrolling. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Matt! <laughs> that was the Christmas picture he used. <laughs> Oh my god! Okay, so wait, what's the significance of the tattoo? So if them- if you haven't seen Max, Max, Matt, and I are avid fans of the show Supernatural, and that's <laughs> and I hope Matt is just laughing at this point because the the two the two stars that are also back in the day were soapbox stars, <laughs> Jared Padalecki and. and <laughs> Jensen Ackles, and I've never heard of either of those. Dude, I know that was like all they were. So then the tattoos on their chest it wards off uh, demons possessing them. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so he found the picture to edit on there, and they're in the bunker. They're in a bunker that they keep one of the demons locked up in. Oh my god, that's so perfect! <laughs> you can even see them both in the background. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, so let's move on to the next one. Holy shit. Okay. Oh no. Oh the next one is Phillips. Oh no, Phillips. And the best part is in the real picture I was not that horizontal. I was much more vertical. <laughs> Max got the Photoshop tool. Oh my god! All right, let's keep it rolling. Go down to the new one. I don't, I don't know how. I mean, I know we've talked about this before, but how does Max find like the perfect leg and lower body positions Dude, on these videos? That is such a good question. Like, it matches the skin tone too. He he does a lot of research. How many videos does he watch? Oh that god. looks like Philip's leg. Who knows? <laughs> Oh my god! Oh. All right, next one. Oh, I scrolled down a little too far, and I already oh see no. Jalen Hurts' oh no. face. <laughs> oh, my oh my god! <laughs> the whole team watching. <laughs> you see engagement photo. The engagement. Oh, the, the the happiest moment of his life so far. <laughs> A day he'll never forget. Oh, he presents a ring. Oh my god! This I'm is this ring. is what Jo actually wishes happened in real life. <laughs> I was gonna say he's lucky. There's he's lucky. There's no ranch on set. <laughs> also, I just noticed that Jalen Hurts has his tongue out. I was about to ask, and I hope Max can clear this up. Was that the picture that he grabbed, or did he Photoshop a random tongue into that picture? Because it could be both. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. Oh, Max, once again, A plus work here. Work of art. Oh my god, that was fantastic. Yeah, that's that's all of them for this week. We'll we'll post them probably two days after this this posts this podcast post. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's fantastic. Oh god, I I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> Whenever that happens, make sure you're not looking, you're not around people or at work. Probably be guest. <laughs> yes, all of these are not safe yes. for work. There's going to be three back to back. To back. Oh, we my probably God. should lead the segment with a not safer work warning. Not nah, nah, they should know. <laughs> no, no, yeah, you should not be listening to this where other people could hear it. Okay. Oh my God, that's so good. Oh, okay. So, dude, I think that's I think that's it. I think it is. I think so. I mean, we uh, this probably is going to be running a little bit longer than normal. We we got off topic a few times, and <laughs> we'll just we'll yeah. just treat that as our off the wall. You know, just kind of intertwined into the, the episode. Yeah, and I think most of off the wall was just going to be how the Astros swept the Yankees. Right. Oh God, it was so good. And I mean, with we, the roof open, with the roof open. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that that was pretty much gonna be it, I think. And I think we touched on the Astros a little bit when we were doing trivia. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like like you said, we kind of went a little long, yeah, uh, with the trade stuff. Also, we also didn't mention how the the Yankees cheated in 2016, but nobody talks about that. But we're we're just gonna move on. <laughs> we're just in the podcast from right here. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Dominic. So I think. I think that's going to be it for us. What do you think um, next week? Same time, same place? Same time, same place. Happy Halloween, folks. Happy Halloween. Be a spooky. 